Alright, uh, uh, this is, uh, Rubbering, I'm ready to do the, uh, yeah, this is Rubbering, the, uh, this is game uh, uh, play and... Uh, uh, and roll. Right. <clears throat> and that was Alone in the Chaos of Their Intro Music. <laughs> that was Jay and Blake, you could hear, making fun of me a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> How's it going, dudes? What's up? Wow. Pretty good. Thanks for calling me a dude, bro. Yeah, thanks, Chief. Uh, slick. How's it going, pals? Um, uh, okay, so, okay, you guys doing alright? Yeah, sure. I'm doing alright. Everything go fucking awesome? Yeah, sure, yes, sir. Okay. Dude, my shirts came in today. I got my Oh, yeah, let's hear about the shirts. I can see it, nice. Yeah, yeah, uh, go check out my Twitter for that. Um... A bunch of people got theirs in yesterday, and I was feeling sad because I it's my shirt, and I didn't have it yet, and I was very upset. And uh, so mine finally came in today, and I didn't know it. I checked during my cast, and I figured it would be coming from UPS, but it was actually down in our mailbox. And I was like, okay, that's fine, whatever, cool, great. They look fantastic. They turned out like even way better than I expected them to. I'm really oh. happy with it. Yeah. Congrats. That's the most yeah, they awesome thing really with me. Yeah, you look great in it, Robert. Are you, you like know. mine? Yeah, yeah, that's the best. <laughs> it, it, it almost didn't look like it even fit you at all. It almost looked like <laughs> you opened up Photoshop, spent two seconds cutting and pasting somebody else. Did else's he really do that? He, he wanted the link to the tweet. It really happened. Dude, Robert, I, did I that hate you. In MS Paint, not even. Photo. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's interesting. Oh, I never would have guessed that. that. No, but just look at this tragedy. Oh my god. I love the hair by the way. Showing <laughs> the hair. Oh, the hair hanging. The hair hanging yeah. down. That's the best part. It's like your pubes are just like flowing out the top of your shirt. <laughs> That's I haven't what it is. In a while. Sorry guys. <laughs> Gosh. Um so that happened. Shirts look awesome. Unfortunately, if you don't, it's 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 too late to grab one. So you're just gonna have to be jealous of people who do have them. Isn't that right? Well, I mean, there's gonna be a re-release, and no, there's not. No, no, don't say that. Uh, but there is. That way, I can start getting people excited and ready for that. Okay. Uh, there's gonna re-release it in a few months, sometime, um, maybe in October, but probably November depending on when I want to do it. And I want to wait that long because I want to do a hoodie sale with it as well. Oh, nice. And then I had a lot of people in my chat today like, I love these colors, but I, I already bought one in each color, but I think it would look even better if it was in available in this color and this color and this color. So apparently I just need to make like every <laughs> color available on the next one. Like Which all I'm at once? Of, like yeah, a rainbow? Right? Yes, yes, just like a rainbow. <laughs> Exactly. I would buy the rainbow. I would literally prefer the rainbow one. If I could it. make a rainbow one, I probably would for funsies. <laughs> but I. Um. But if you didn't get the first print of the shirts, then you don't have the collector's item version. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Uh. It's true. Speaking of Blake, that's me. I found someone who actually has a better beard than you, Blake. Oh, horse shit! You should see mine right now. Have you tuned in the last couple days? No, but I bet it's yeah, awesome. Exactly. Yeah, my beard is glorious right now. The only okay, this is the only one that'll ever be better than yours. Ryu, oh, Spider Five, uh, Lincoln and Kotaku, really? 
Um, yeah, yeah Kotaku's not that bad anymore. Is... Yeah, I'm surprised it took them this long to have him age at all. He looks... I would do things to that guy. I don't, wow. I don't know if I can address this. Um, I'm uncomfortable. I am too, but I'm... <laughs> but I'm not so uncomfortable that I'm not going to just... Alright, moving forward. Um, I'm really shocked that. that it's taken this long to age the fucking Street Fighter cast at all. It's It's been, what, 25 years? Well, he's not even really aged. Well, I mean, it's Maybe it shows some sort of change to his character to some degree, even if it is just a fucking costume. And, yeah, I mean, I like, like, every, like a... Ryu, I think, is the biggest one that just has not changed throughout the series. He's just always had the white gi and pants, red band, the red belt, and he's gone around and kicked people's asses, and that's it. Nothing has changed. He didn't... Didn't he not have the, like, MMA gloves until 4? I think he had them in 2. Oh, really? I think. Maybe not, though. So, like, okay, so they added MMA gloves. Big whoop. Like, look at all the stuff that Ken has gone through. Look at Ken's completely different character design. Wait, and... what all happened with him? I don't even... I don't even know. Um, like, oh, man, it's easier to just grab a picture. Let me grab it for you real quick. I was, I'm Googling Ken, Street Fighter, Ken, SF5, and, yeah. and 4. <clears throat> I'm sorry. What are we What are we arguing about right now? Uh, we're, we're talking, talking about, about how different how it has Ken taken is compared change. to how different Ryu is in the different Street Fighters. Okay, yeah, Ken's got shorter. Uh, okay, okay. Ken is completely different. Like for... his top is he's got a black top. It's not a red top. He's got hey, the red top black. torn down. Wait, where was it black? Which one was it black on? The one that I just linked. Where's this? Oh. <clears throat> That might be like the alt. I don't. I don't think so though. I think I th- like every image of Ken that always... I'm seeing in five. I'm no, pretty he... sure it was always... no. This is not. That's not. This has got to be five. Well, yes, that's what I'm saying. That's him from five. I don't care about four. Every... You know what he looks like in four. He looks the same. Yeah, but he's saying... in one, two, and three. Well, all right, not one, but you... <laughs> <laughs> two, three, and four. He looked the same. Is what I'm saying. Yes, yes. But okay. he had things happening with him. Like he took on a an apprentice or something like there's been storyline wise there's been developments with him um whereas with ryu it's just like he, he's going along and fighting still well ryu like didn't need a storyline he had like already hit like some... are ryu and ryu two different people no no okay they're two different pronunciations and everybody says it both ways. okay you guys were like inter- yeah i was gonna say you guys were like entering <laughs> on like wait what i feel like ryu like has always been the same because like he's always been a badass and like he didn't need to change and like Ken is all Ken like was a badass but he was like maybe a little bit wimpy and had to like build up some heart kinda and like go through some changes but Ryu was just like fucking whatever I'm Ryu. Uh-huh. Fair enough. Uh huh. Sure. I'm looking at well this image. I can't tell. Ryu has it looks like he has wraps on his hands in Street Fighter 2. It's kind of hard to tell. Okay. I I can't remember. It's possible. Um anyway, but yeah, it's it's nice to see his character design do something different. But I think this is only like a like a pre-ordered thing. Well, it's either a pre-order or a DLC costume, something Let's like see. that. It it's is, not, it's oh, not Oh, this costume. is the According to Kotaku, it is the special GameStop battle costume pre-order yeah. skin. So if you pre-order Street from Fighter specific place from specific GameStop... I hate those things. Those are like my least favorite thing in the world. So stupid. Yeah, it used to be. Until now. 
Anyway, um, yeah. So Street Fighter Five stuff. Uh, any other retro news ish? Yeah, there are actually quite a few things. Um, and you were wasting time on that argument. <sighs> we weren't arguing. Uh, big old baby. <laughs> so I guess you guys probably heard about this this Pokemon stuff. Nope. Uh, whatever. I don't. Idiots doing idiot things. Is that the thing you're talking about? Well, yeah, but this is pretty yeah. extreme. Well, what? yeah, it's extreme. And it, you didn't hear about this at all? Uh-uh. I don't think so. You guys were going to shoot up a fucking Pokemon tournament? Oh, really? Yeah, you didn't hear about that? I was and waiting like, for this legitimately, to an event like this. Like, like this is, like, they made, so they made threats that they were going to shoot it up. Or, like, it was like you couldn't really tell if they were joking or not. But, um, like, the police caught them before they got to the tournament. And they oh actually God. had, like, assault rifles and, like, hundreds of rounds of ammunition and shit like that. Yeah, and they were, like, players, too. They got eliminated oh, were they? from the tournament and they were mad or something like that. I'm, no, was, I didn't know about that. States? Yeah. This was in the States, I'm assuming? Yeah. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> That's crazy. I've actually been wondering about this for a long time because, you know, like, esports events and, and trading cards and show and, like, uh, you know, packs and stuff... Places like that, like, there's security, but it's not, like, crazy security. You know what I mean? Like, none mm, of this is happening, yeah. and I'm really surprised. That's crazy, though. I'm really sorry to hear this that. Is, this is Boston. It was the Pokemon World Championship. Nasty. But, yeah, you're right. Like, I mean, it's weird because you don't want, you want security to be adequate, but you don't want it to, to get to, like, ridiculous. You don't want it to be, like, militant either. So there's a yeah. there's always a balance. It seems like this was handled really well because they caught, they, like, were they, I mean, they caught they caught these guys before they even got in, so that's good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but like for instance, you remember back three years ago, I guess, uh, when there was the guy who got his eye stabbed at Comic Con. No. No. That? Yeah. So it was 2011 or 12. Some guy stabbed another guy in the eyeball with a pencil. Oh, okay. Uh, Seems like a reasonable individual. Yeah, it was because, like, he took his seat or something like that. It was something, it was like, you know, it was about as reasonable as you would expect. Yeah. Um, I was actually there when that happened, and I was, like, pretty close to it when it happened. I was, like, probably four or five rows away. And it took, like, with people yelling for security to come, it took security a good four or five minutes to get there. Jeez. God damn. <laughs> and then and then people started going. <laughs> it actually became kind of funny, aside from the fact that the guy got his fucking eye st- eyeball stabbed. People started going, like, when they were yelling for security and nobody, nobody was coming, then, then people started going, hey, they're recording the video footage over here. <laughs> like, say, thinking that would get them to come. Oh, back. that's funny. God damn. Bet it worked, too. Uh, I, I mean, they eventually got there. It was took them way too fucking long. And then, like, there were idiots, like, crowding the aisle, like, trying to take video with their phone when people were trying to get through to, like, help the fucking guy. Uh-huh, of course. <laughs> I mean, yeah, exactly. Like, Journalism. Was, Come on, now. Once again, what do you expect? Yep. So, uh, but, yeah, I mean, like, so, so my point is, security is kind of weird of this kind of stuff, I guess, like, because you don't expect stuff like this to happen for the most part, because it's people, like, getting together to do something that supposedly everybody likes to do 
like everybody's got this common interest. Yeah. But at the same time, crazy people are everywhere, man. They're yeah, yep. exactly. I mean, that's something. That's all crazy. <clears throat> it's true. You are a little bit more than than we are. Me? Pretty normal. <laughs> yeah. The fact that sure. you just said that means that you're not. There are release dates for the new Star Fox, Xenoblade, and Fatal Frame games. Ooh. You want to know what they are? Um, Respectively, sure. November 20th, December 4th, and October 22nd. Nice. Not bad. These are uh, Wii U. Yeah. Star Fox, Star Fox Zero, Xenoblade Chronicles X, and Fatal Frame Maiden of Black Water. Star Fox is going to be very interesting, I think. I don't know if you can really make a good Star Fox game anymore, but maybe you can. Yeah, we'll see. The touchscreen could be kind of cool, actually. That's true. Yeah, yeah, I can see yeah, that actually being point. useful in that game. Yeah. Uh, we talked about Grandia 2 Anniversary Edition last time. Oh yeah. It did come out on GOG as it was supposed <laughs> to, and uh, from what I'm from from what little I've seen, the reviews seem to be pretty positive. For the most part, there are some major bugs with it, though, that I've heard oh, about, really? too. Yeah. Just, like, sound issues and crashing and all sorts of stuff like that. Typical stuff, unfortunately. Yes, yeah, it is, that is unfortunate. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you get a you. Yeah. The original Elder Scrolls games have been released on GOG as well. Cool, those were nice. fun games. Uh, this is Elder Scrolls Arena, which is the first Elder Scrolls game. Uh, Elder Scrolls Chapter 2 Daggerfall. And Elder, and it's called An Elder Scrolls Legend Battlespire. Oh, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, the weird thing about this is, um, okay, so if you buy any Elder Scrolls game on the GOG, not, not just, Battlespire, but like even Morrowind or any of those, uh, which Morrowind is out on GOG now too, but that's also been out on Steam for a while. If you buy any Elder Scrolls game, you get the first two for free. You get Elder Scrolls Arena and Elder Scrolls hmm. Chapter 2 Daggerfall for free if you buy any Elder Scrolls game whatsoever. But what's weird is you cannot buy those two games independently. The only way huh. you get them is by buying one of the other games. Hmm. It actually really had me confused for a minute because I was trying to find them on there, and even if you search for those two games, like they're not listed anywhere on GOG. That's weird. But then if you, but the, it was in this announcement, and then if you like look at one of the other games, like Battlespire, then in the text, like in the description, it says like if you buy this, you get Elder Scrolls Arena and Elder Scrolls Chapter Two Daggerfall. So yeah, that is kind of weird, but. Cool that that stuff's on there. Uh, also, the Fallout games are back on GOG once again. I don't know. Really? A year ago, yeah, a year ago they got taken down because of like, I don't know, some change up with the publisher or something like that. They took them off. Those are back on GOG once again. Those are these are the these are like the original Fallout games. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, they uh, were either giving the games away or selling them for like a buck last year when they were going to lose. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. It was um, when they announced that they were going to be removed from the catalog. 
uh, it was like you had a week to buy it, and they were like hugely discounted, so you yeah. grab them, grab them before they went away. But now they're back. Uh, Turok one and two are being ported to PC. What do you think about that? What do you guys think about that? This is according to Destructoid. I never cared about the Destructoid games uh, or the uh, sorry Destructoid <laughs> games. <clears throat> I thought they were okay. They're not like something I go crazy for either. Like I, I, people were very fond of Turok for sixty four. Yeah, a lot of okay. people loved them, so I think there will be mm-hmm. a certain niche market there mm-hmm. that'll definitely I jump didn't... over it. But for me, meh. it was okay like multiplayer. Yeah, I didn't really like it either. I thought I was like super excited for the first one, and I ended up not liking it. The uh, this the, I think it was the second one that that had like that. The multiplayer that everybody liked so much, wasn't it? Uh, I think uh, so. Yes. Was it three? Two? No, I think it was two. two. Okay. I'm pretty sure it was two, but I don't, I don't really remember because I, I didn't play it, but one of my friends had it, and I remember them playing. I remember playing multiplayer a little bit on that, and it was, it was pretty good. Uh, do you guys remember this in the in the Destructoid article about this? They mentioned this, and I kind, I, I like halfway remember it when Turok One came out. The publisher did a contest where if you named your kid Turok then you then they would give you $10,000. Really? Yeah. What if like, like a thousand people did it? Fun. What would they do? <laughs> well, it was it was you had to like like register like like tell them that you were going to do this and get your name on the list. Okay. And then it was after the game came out the first baby born with the name Turok, that family got ten thousand dollars. God, that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. That's that to me. That's like negative publicity. Like if I saw that, I'd be like, "What are they doing?" Their uh, their rationale, so something like besides it. I mean, obviously it was promo. It was just like you know, big promo. Yeah, advertising or something. But um, they they said something like, "People are named their children after like celebrities and stuff. So why not name them after a video game character?" Yeah. That's dumb. In that case, why not Mario? <laughs> there you go. What a much better name than Turok. Or what about Sephiroth? Alright, we're done. <laughs> You're done. Okay, so you know the Strong National Museum of Play? This is the one in Rochester, New York that has the, uh, that, that started doing the, um, it's called the Video Game Hall of Fame that we talked about a little while yeah. back. Okay. Okay. They did yeah. the first, yeah. So they're so they're a museum. Uh, Paul Sams, who used to be the COO and for a while the president of uh, Blizzard, just donated over fifteen hundred of his own personal Blizzard memorabilia items to the museum. Oh, wow. wow. Uh, apparently they're going to be on display beginning October 1st. Uh, and it's just like, it's like every type of thing. It's boxed games, toys, promotional material, uh, strategy guides, costumes, uh, going all the way back even to like Lost Vikings and stuff like that. Wow, that's old. So they just got a blizzard bomb dropped on themselves. I bet there's some cool stuff there. Oh yeah. I mean, fifteen hundred things. I'm actually really curious stuff. to see that stuff. 
<clears throat> I would like to see it too, yeah. Yeah, of course you would. <laughs> I think that's all the news. Is there anything I'm leaving out? Anything at all? Not that I know of. I've been kind of out of it with, with gaming the last couple of days. Okay, I do have two things before we move on to games. Okay. So, so I was uh, po- I was going <clears throat> and I was I was going and going back and finding the images of uh, the worst box art games for our, that we did for our top threes last episode, sure. so that I could post them on Twitter to show to like to show everybody like you know if you didn't get a chance to look it up here here's here were our lists here's links to all the pictures so you can see how, how hilarious mm-hmm. this box art is. In doing so. I came across two more pieces of box art as I was searching, like, when I do, like, as I did a Google search, for instance, for, uh, video chess box art, which was one of mine, I came across video checkers. Is it worse? Two that were even worse than the ones we had. The first one is video checkers. I just want to show them to you guys real quick. Here's video, well, here's, did, did that go through? There's, Oh, fuck. There's video checkers, and this is worse than video chess. Oh my god! <laughs> what? Look at the face! Look at the face! Look at the face everybody's making. Yeah, like, I think that's amazing. <laughs> there's like the big king, baby, king, this <laughs> summer. And the kid and his mom, like, I don't even know what kind of faces those are. They look like they shit their pants and are very pleased about it. <laughs> oh my god. I'm wearing an adult diaper. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Like I can't figure out whether Probably I like true. the king guy more or the mo- or the mom and his and I like the mom. The like, mom just looks ridiculous. <laughs> I think I like the king guy the best. That mom is so unattractive. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, and the other one, okay, so uh, Rambo, Jay, the one you had, oh, yeah. or for Rambo First Blood Part 2, apparently in the European markets, and I think maybe Australia, uh, it was not Rambo, it was called Secret Command. Okay? Okay. So, but the first weird thing is, the, the, the box says Secret Command, but the title screen says Secret Commando. So, oh god! Apparently, they're not even sure what the name of the game was. But the box art for that is at least a hundred times worse than the actual Rambo box art. You ready for this? What? Coming out of the joke. <laughs> is there what? sound effects coming off of his gun? Like what? That's what I was oh, wondering. Like, shooting is it... sound waves at people <laughs> with no yeah. mouth. Mm. He's got to use his gun to communicate. <laughs> Where's his left arm? Where's his left arm? He lost it in the war. <laughs> yeah, he's like the butt, look the the butt of the rifle is up against his chest. Question: How is that bandana straight in the front and then curved down the back? Like, look look how it is. Like what? What the hell's going on here? And who tucks I, their shirt in? <laughs> this looks like like somebody's first drawing lesson. Anyway, like the sound waves thing, it this looked to me terrible. like he was. It looked to me like he was like vibrating his gun super fast while he was shooting it. 
They look like <laughs> vibration. Well, I mean, he's only got one arm. Of course, it's going to vibrate a lot. He can't hold <laughs> it steady. Poor bastard. Arms weak. <laughs> so there's secret command for you. I thought you guys would like that. Uh, oh, I'll try God. to put these on Twitter if I remember to do so. <laughs> these are both pretty hilarious. Uh, with that out of the way, unless you guys want to talk about Ryu's beard some more, we'll talk about real games. Video games. All right. Who wants to go first? You do. You do. All right. Here we go. <laughs> I, I identify this for me. You ready? Nope. Da, 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 da. Oh, we're not doing this because you do not know how to do this very well. You know is what that, that is? Is music for Earthbound? That's the intro music. Okay. Are you sure? Okay, yes. alright, alright, I think so, yeah. Yeah, I've listened to it at least a hundred times over the past <laughs> week. Uh, the, the music that I was doing earlier, I can't even remember if I did, was doing it before we started recording or after we started recording now. That was the fight music when I was going... Remember that? We were I was pretty about. sure you were doing like. Why are we doing this? Nobody is close to whatever they're trying to do. Stop. Oh, I was nailing exactly what I thought he was doing. Which is what threw me off so much. I was like, you're not even close to doing that song. What are you trying? That was why I thought you were. That was why I told you, Jay, you were going to be sad when you found out what I really was doing. That you couldn't recognize it. Yeah, because you're not a good enough fan of the game. Also, it's but up, but 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 up. You're not. It, it, you're missing like two beats every time. You're like Guitar Hero on easy. <laughs> <laughs> Best description possible. <clears throat> so anyway, I I got to the last boss and decided I didn't want to play anymore, so I quit. Oh, yeah? Is this Final Fantasy Tactics again? Or, no, what game was that? Chrono Trigger. Chrono Trigger. <clears throat> Sorry. But anyways, no, I'm joking. Uh, I did okay. finish it today. Golly, this game was longer. Like, I don't think it takes most people as long as it took me to beat this game. But I swear I could not have put less than, like, 28 hours into it. Really? And, like, I was reading, like, some guy was like, yeah, I, like, stayed up all night and beat it in, like, 12 hours like one time and like like I can I can understand kind of doing that like if you've played it before but even then like made it sound like it's like 20 max like if you've never played the game nah like I felt like it take I felt like I'd, it took I'd say like 25 well and then depending on like how quickly you figure some of the stuff out too because <laughs> there's a couple points in the game where it can be a little bit tricky I would say really like, somewhere around 25 give or take 5 hours so I was just a little bit over maybe um, I actually thought, I actually didn't feel like most of it was hard to figure, like, I felt like they pretty much did did a good job of letting you know what you needed to be doing each step of the way. Really? There's one or two spot. Yeah, there's only one or two spots where it's a bad thing. <clears throat> okay. And like that's good for an older starts. RPG, too. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah, that's good for an old RPG. And back in the day, uh, you would have had the strategy guide because it comes with the game. So mm-hmm. you just, That's you funny. Up if yeah, like um, I think the only places to really get stuck are like Summers, the beach city. Uh, really? I, I thought that one was pretty straightforward too. Where you're supposed to like 
you have to go into the museum and all this or something, or you have to collect a series of phone numbers and do some weird stuff. It's, a, it's an annoying part of the game. I just got it by, like, I just talked to basically everybody I saw, so I always had, like, all the information, I guess, that I needed to, to, to know what to do yet, uh, like, next, I mean. That's probably what that, took you so long, then. That first playthrough is always Probably fun. so. You know, because you're just like, oh, I don't yeah. know what I'm doing. Uh, I also, like, uh, I had to level, well, the last couple levels took me a long time, because, so, like, when you are, uh, okay, so, like, I guess maybe let's, let's back up a little bit. You've probably heard us talk about Earthbound on the podcast before, but if you haven't, it's a Super Nintendo RPG. Oh, I don't have a year ready. I was going to say, Robert, uh, there's something you've been asking for lately, and uh, I noticed that you didn't bring it up right now. Earth. <clears throat> coming up, coming up, right here. 1995 in North America, 94 in Japan. Okay. What company this made it again? Sorry? <laughs> what I didn't hear the uh, company made it. Ape. Ape. I'm pretty sure that was part of your requirements, but, uh, you know. <laughs> your requirements. <laughs> Um, uh, it's an RPG. You're a little kid. Uh, you're laying in your bedroom one night. A meteor hits the ground near you. You go to check it out. You basically, uh, learn that you're about, that you're going to have to save the world. Uh, a little bumblebee from the future comes to visit you and tells you all this stuff like, uh, this, this big evil being, Gygus, is trying to, is, is that how people pronounce it typically? Gygus? Gigas, Gigas, uh, Gigue is the Japanese name, I believe. Nice. I like that one. I'll go with Gigas. Um, he tells you that this, this evil guy, Gigas, is trying to destroy the universe, and it's in, and it's your destiny to save him. Then your mom swats the bumblebee from the future and kills him, and then you kind of just go there. Not your mom. <laughs> your neighbor's mom. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pokey's mom. And, uh, and then, so you go from there. You, you find, like, companions along the way, and, like, they're kind of, like, destined to help you out also. You go through all these crazy, so, like, you start off in just, like, a town. And, uh, it's like, you gotta beat up the local, like, gangster dude, uh, at the arcade. And then, like, you go to another town, and then from there it progresses, and you go to, like, a desert at one point, and then you go to, like, sort of, like, progressively crazier places. Uh, my favorite, I think, uh, there's, like, one place where there's, like, zombies all over the place, and there's graveyards with ghosts. My favorite one is probably most people's favorite area of the game, I'm guessing, which is uh, Mr. Saturn, or Saturn Valley. Yeah. Saturn Village, or Saturn Valley, yeah. Yeah, where all the Mr. Saturns are. Those guys are hilarious. They're these goofy little guys that are basically like heads with feet and giant noses. And they talk, like, the text when they talk is all like this crazy looking font. Like, you can barely tell, you can barely read what they're saying most of the time. They, and like, this, like, they don't even really speak normally anyway. Uh, but you go to all these crazy places and like, the, the whole like, thing that makes the game stand out for the most part is is like it's not an RPG where you are uh you know like setting it's it, it starts off like most RPGs do where like you're this kid 
and like you know there's nothing special about you and all of a sudden it's your destiny to save the world but what's different about this one is you're not like in a typical kind of fantasy setting where you get a sword and then you go out and you're fighting like uh dragons and like you know shit like that it's like you're a kid with a baseball bat and you're fighting like people around the neighborhood and there are there are fantastical elements like ghosts and monsters and stuff like that but it's all like set within a semi kind of real world type setting uh is that the best i mean i'm sure there's a better way to describe it but you guys know what i'm talking about like <clears throat> yeah absolutely. everything is like I mean, it's kind of supposed the, to be absurd yeah yeah it's it's more yeah yeah it's more absurd uh than just straight up like fantasy um and so uh it's a turn so so like gameplay mechanic wise it's a turn based rpg so you get in a fight and actually the first thing that like kind of caught me off guard uh, in the first combat was how you don't actually see your own characters <coughs> in battle yeah um so you don't see them like like do any sort of animations like where they run up and hit the character when when you're in a battle with somebody you're looking at the bad guys on the screen and there's always this like crazy psychedelic background behind them and then it just has your uh like a little box displaying your stats it's got your health points and your psi points which is your mana basically and once you get uh additional party members then it just has one box for each person uh, and then you just kind of watch that, and when it's, you know, each person's turn, you just, obviously, you just decide what action they're gonna do and who they're gonna attack and all that. But it's, it's, a, aside from you not actually seeing your character in combat, it's pretty much a typical, uh, turn-based RPG battle system. Except for the mechanic that, uh, Blake brought up when he talked about the game a while back, which is, uh, and this doesn't really come into play, uh, very much strategy-wise, or, or I guess it doesn't come into play in a, a meaningful way until later in the game. But when you get hit by something, uh, well, instead of, uh, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, I see what you mean. In, uh, instead of your health, so if you have like 300 hit points and you get hit for two, somebody does 200 hit points worth of damage to you, then instead of it just going from 300 to 100, it starts rolling down. The, the display of your numbers actually looks like an analog little ticker type thing. And it starts rolling down to 100. So if you have, uh, say, 200 <laughs> points, of, uh, 200 HP left, and you get hit for 400 damage, if you can get to somebody's turn who can heal that person fast enough, then they can, they can heal them before their hit points get all the way down to zero and keep them from, from dying. Um, that's kind of cool, and I'll probably talk about a little bit more about that in a minute. Um, and again, it doesn't do much until later in the game because in the early game you don't have enough hit points for it to really matter. Like you'll you'll have like maybe you know thirty hit points, and then if you get hit for forty, then you don't have enough time to do anything before it gets down. To I mean, the the one time that I'd say it plays a, an important part early on is when you're facing the territorial oak enemies when you're yes. still by yourself. Um, it's very, very, very important to take advantage of that. Then, yeah, that is true. There, are, there, are, there are trees that, uh, when they uh, early on in the game, and this is kind of when the game like sort of tells you about that mechanic. And when the tree dies, when you destroy it, it says like the tree bursts into flames and does three hundred damage to you. And this is when like the max HP you're gonna have is like 
80, probably. Um, and then, so you just gotta like end the fight as soon as you possible. And by the way, when you, when you're done with the fight, that also stops your HP from going down. So if you kill something and it does some sort of like damage on death like that, then it does it just until you get out of the battle sequence and then you're okay. Then your, then your health points stop going down. So if, if you're fighting like one of those trees and another bad guy, you gotta make sure to kill the tree last. Otherwise, your health points are going to go all the way down to zero before you're done killing the other bad guy. So yeah, it does come into play <clears throat> there, but it doesn't, I found for me, I didn't really start having to, or I didn't start really paying a whole lot of attention to that until later in the game. So like, that was kind of what I was going to talk about a minute ago is, um, when a character dies, it's not like most RPGs where it's like they're knocked out and then, once the battle's over, then they come back with, like, one HP or something. They're actually still out once you're out of battle, and it's like they're, like, a little angel ghost following you around. And you have to, uh, for the first little while, you have to go to a hospital to get them revived. Uh, eventually, you get spells that can revive them, and sometimes you get, like, uh, items that can revive them as well. Although, typically the items are somewhat rare, and you can't carry a lot of items and the revive spell usually costs a lot of uh, psi points. So it, it, it actually means a lot if you lose a person. Um, so what happened to me a lot was I would be in a dungeon, and I, I use the term dungeon loosely because, once again, it's not like a typical uh, dungeon. It's not a typical RPG-like dungeon, but typically whenever there's like a boss encounter, there's some sort of dungeon leading up to that boss. Um, and usually I would lose one of my party members on the way to the boss. Um, and this is like, for most, for, you get a max, you, there, there are a total of, uh, three additional party members you get, uh, aside from the main character, Ness. And you get those like throughout the game. So you you start off with just Ness for a while, then you get, uh, Paula, and you're with her for a while, and then you get a third guy, Jeff, with him for a while, and then when you get a little bit, then when you're about three-fourths of the way through, then you get a, the last guy, Pooh, and you're with him. So, what would happen to me is, I would be, like, in one of these dungeons on my way to the boss, I would lose one of my, uh, one of my party members, and I couldn't revive them, and I didn't want to, like, I was far enough in that I didn't want to, like, backtrack and go out of the dungeon just to revive them and go back through. So I'd finish the dungeon, beat the boss, and that person would lose out on a ton of experience points. So what happened to me was at the end of the game, the last like two or three levels were really tough because I had a because it, like some of my guys were really well not really under leveled but 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 significantly under leveled I would say like Ness on the last level for me was level like eighty seven, and some of my other guy and like most of my other guys were like low seventies. So they were a lot weaker than he was. And so that made the last few levels really hard. Like, I had to go through them a couple times and just keep dying. Uh, and when you die, you keep your experience points. So I would, like, die, go back, get them all revived, then try to, to, to go through it again. The last couple uh, levels, the, the, the dream level, <clears throat> like the nightmare part of it, that the dream level took me, like, five tries to get through before I beat the boss of that level because uh, I just couldn't. I oh just, yeah, that guy's a dick. Uh, yeah, that was hard. So, uh, well, although I guess that's kind of besides the point because on that level it's just Ness himself anyway, so that doesn't really 
support my point. But you get what I'm saying. Uh, it gets hard when you're when a lot of your guys are under level because they died like during dungeons earlier in the game. Um, but what I found, particularly on that level, that really hard one where you're in the dream world, is there are a lot of uh, bad guys that do a lot of damage to you, and you have to go a long way. It's it's a pretty long dungeon type thing to get to the boss, and so it's really hard to conserve your psi points and your health by the time you've gotten to the boss. You either don't use your psi points and then your health goes all the way down and you get killed, or you use your psi points to heal yourself along the way and then you get to the boss and you have no ma- and you can't use magic on him. This was where I really kind of figured out how the rolling health thing works best, which is I would just instead of healing after I got hit for a ton of damage, I would just keep attacking as fast as as fast as I could. Because at this point, Ness has like 600 HP, and if they hit you for like 600 HP, then it takes a while for it to get... Like, you could go through like three or four turns before it gets all the way to zero. So instead of being like, oh shit, I gotta heal myself right away, if you just keep attacking, go as fast as you possibly can, then you can usually get through the battle, kill them, get out before your health points go down to zero, and then heal yourself one time instead of healing yourself like five times in one battle. <sighs> it's a mouthful. <laughs> yeah. So that was kind of where that mechanic became the most important to me. Um, I was really happy with... The game was kind of grindy, but it was grind. I feel like it's grindy in a good way. Where you're not just like doing tons of battles that you don't have to just to level your guys up. Like, there is a little bit of that. But, like, what I really liked about that part of the game was when you're in one of these situations where you're in a dungeon type area or like, you know, uh, some sort of valley or something, or like just some weird path where you have to fight all these bad guys before you get to the boss, you have to, like, each individual fight might not be that tough. But you have to strategize sort of on a broader basis to make sure that you're saving up enough health points and uh, and psi points so that when you get to the boss, he's not just going to destroy you. So you have to be really conservative and like fight as efficiently as you can so that you have a good chance to beat the boss when you get to him. Because otherwise, the boss is going to kill you and you're going to have to go do the whole damn thing again. And that's always frustrating. So I was happy that it wasn't just like mash X during every during every single battle. You can do that to some extent, but again, if you do, you're not going to have the resources that you need by the time that you get to the boss of, of whatever given part of the game you're on. What am I... Uh, okay, so the the story. How would you guys describe uh, the story of Earthbound? But like, without... Like, not like the plot itself. Um, crazy. So, so that I'm not talking... Yeah, I'm trying to... I want somebody to talk besides me for a second because I'm starting. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, the story is—it's really hard to just be like, "Oh, the story is like this." I mean, it's got that usual JRPG trope of like, "Oh, you're gonna go save the world," mm-hmm. but it also has like it kind of subverts that. Like, it's—it's it's a yeah. very silly game. I think the whole point of the game, to a degree, is kind of like absurdness and silliness you know and it just uh 
put me on the spot trying to make me think of how to describe it. Well, really. well, I think that's good. Like, so, like for instance, <laughs> what one really funny thing is, um, well, what there's one mechanic in the game where uh, whenever you the the way you save your game is you have to find a telephone, which are uh, usually pre- usually there's a telephone fairly close. Luckily, you find a telephone and you call your dad. And, uh, which interestingly, you never actually see your dad the entire game. You, you only, you only communicate with him by talking to him on the telephone. I forgot about uh, that. Yeah. But, um, you call your dad, if you find a phone, you can call your dad <clears> and he'll, he says like, okay, I recorded, you know, your adventure up to this point. And so that's, that means he saved your game. Um, when you use the phone, you can also call your mom. And she always just says something like, Oh hey, how's it going, Ness? Oh, I gotta go. I gotta give uh, King a ba- King's the dog. I gotta go get, give him a flea bath. I hope you're having a good adventure. Talk to you later. That's funny. Um, and that's all that. Well, does. you can but, also call her when you're homesick too. Yeah, that's the thing. If you don't call her, if you go a long time without calling her, then you'll be in battle, and all of a sudden Ness can't fight. You'll tell him to wow. do an action, and then and then when it's his turn. Instead of him doing that action, it'll say like, Ness started thinking about his mom, and that's Ness, that's his. Ness action. really wanted to taste some of whatever your favorite food picked. Was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff like that. Um, that's really funny. Yes, yeah, yeah, stuff like that. And then like, there's also little <clears> things <throat> like at the beginning, you sort of get like pseudo party members that like stay with you for just like a few minutes of the game, and they don't even really count as part of your party, but they do have actions they and they do attack enemies, and but like. They don't. They don't always do action. They don't always do real attacks either. Like sometimes it'll say instead of like, Pikey, or uh, is it Pikey or Pokey that joins your party, or is it both of them? It's Picky and Pokey, and one of Pick- them actually does stuff. Picky, I think, does stuff, and Pokey acts like an asshole. Yeah, it says like, it says like Ness attacks for so and so damage. Uh, Picky attacks for so and so damage, and then it'll say something like Pokey uh, is acting all innocent. And that's it. That's his action. It doesn't have any effect whatsoever. Or like, Pokey like curled up and like took a nap. Uh, it's like little silly things like that, like happen throughout the whole game. Where it's like there's always this innocent uh, feel to the whole game. Like basically, no matter what you're doing, there's some sort of like in- innocence to the whole thing. I guess I guess that's kind of how I would describe it. It's it's always absurd, and it always has like a level of innocence as well. Which uh, which is really unique and really fun, and I think it's really cool. You with me on that? Hell yeah! Yes. The ending is awesome. The it is story, one of the better like, endings in an RPG. It's very very unique. Yeah, the story like is good, but like all the way through the game, it's not like a great gripping story. It's just like you got to do this goofy thing, then go do this funny thing, and it's fun. But then, like, when you get... And then there are little things here and there that happen that that kind of, like, you're like, holy shit. Like, one big moment for me was where uh, all of a sudden you're in this... I don't want to spoil too much, but you're in one part of the game, and all of a sudden Ness's... You see Ness's thoughts on the wall? You remember oh, that? Yeah. yeah. That part I thought was pretty amazing. Uh, and then, like, the whole ending of the game is just awesome. There are some things that I need to kind of go back and think about, uh, because I just beat the game today, like... I thought I was going to have plenty of time to beat it, but I ended up having to, like, take three hours during just, like, the middle of the day today to finish the game because I wasn't as far along as I thought I was. 
there's some things I need to go back and give a little bit of more thought to, like the uh, the way something about the I don't, again I don't want to spoil things, but the the way Gygus looks in his first form when you fight him in the very end, there's something very specific and peculiar about that that you probably know what I'm talking about. <clears throat> the first form? Yes. Oh, with the face? Yeah. Okay, yeah. What about it? Yeah, so there's that that I kind of want to go back and think about some more. <clears throat> um, there's something else that I kind of want to say, but that's... Well, all right, what, what, do you guys want to have a spoiler section for a minute? Yes. Okay, let's do spoiler section. Let's. This all might right. take a minute. Let's do. Let's do three minute spoiler section. Okay. Okay. Sure. I'm gonna time this on my phone. Give me a second. Three minutes starting now. Okay. So first of all, this is absolutely the the thing that, that there was one thing that kind of pisses this me off about this, which is the box art. The box art basically gives gives away whatever weird kind of thing this is going on if you've ever paid played paid very much uh attention to it um you know it's got the star man on the box art of course and you've probably noticed that on the box art ness is piloting the star man that's not what it is that's um i actually thought this for a long time until some until somebody pointed this out the other day that's actually um ness's reflection in the star man's visor Oh, is it? All right. I'm yeah. Better, oh, interesting. Because, uh, like, well, I guess I for years box. and years and years growing up, I was like, God, I hate that they make it look like that you're going to pilot it on the cover. And <laughs> then I, I didn't even bring it up the other day. Someone was just like, the box art is really cool with Ness's, you uh, see Ness in the, uh, the Starman's visor. And I was like, what? <laughs> That's what it is? Shit. Now I feel like an idiot. Um, what do you think about the Ness face in the Gygus eye? I mean, there are hints that part of this is kind of Ness's fault, like, especially in the Nightmare world where he says, like, you know, this is, I'm part of you, you can never beat me. There are, like, hints throughout the game that Ness is, Ness is a good kid, but there are evil things about him that he's kind of hiding away or whatever. Well, I don't think it's supposed to be saying that, that like Ness is bad. I think it's saying that like there's no, evil in all of us. I think so too, but why is Gygus why does he specifically Well, because Gygus is like a fetus right then. And I mean, there's a lot of theories on it like the fact <clears> that uh he, his is kind of like the first human sort of face that he sees and um god, I wish I could remember some more of the theories right now. But like he he's emulating Ness in so, to some degree for some way, which is why later on in the fight he also goes Ness 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 Ness. Uh-huh. Uh, there's like some sort of uh, kind of infatuation there almost. Huh. But on the other hand, as <laughs> he evolves, he starts looking less and less like Ness. Well, yeah, the machine containing him starts to like break apart pretty much and okay, puts okay, out his true. true essence or something. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Jay, any thoughts before our... We got 15 seconds. Nope. I don't want to say anything. I, 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 I haven't played the game in a long time. So I don't okay. remember specifics too much. Okay. Um, so, alright. So, spoiler... Spoiler section over now. Spoiler section over now. I think that's all I got. I don't... Oh, oh, one... Like, okay, so... 
a couple, just two or three more really quirky things real fast, just to kind of give an idea of the feel of the game. Um, at one point, I just wrote a couple things down just to kind of like get an give people an idea of, of the weirdness. Um, there's one part where like somebody's talking about how like these this group of people are I don't even remember who they're talking about, but they're saying that somebody's gonna be in tons of trouble for something, and they say, uh, yeah, if the police catch them, they're gonna be in so much trouble. The police are probably gonna say something like, "Hey, you guys," <laughs> and then there's and then there's one part where. You go up to a guy, like, some of it's really innocent, and some of it's really funny, and some of it's just really, like, random. There's one guy in one part of the game where you walk up to him and he goes, Hey, you want to hear a joke? Sure. If you have five apples, okay, and you eat one of them, uh-huh. how many do you have left? Five apples. Four! Get oh, it? Okay. No. And that's the whole, no, that's the quote, I'm telling you. Oh, okay. I'm not telling you a joke. I'm telling you a quote from the game. I know. I know. All right. I have one last question that I'm done talking about Earthbound. No, I like you talking about um, Earthbound, actually. It's a good game. Okay. <clears throat> um, is this... This is... I'm, I'm absolutely sure I'm not the first person to think of this, but is Ness's name Ness because of... That's how... That's if you move the S on SNES to the end. I don't well, think so. No, like the original character's name, I, I believe in. Um, it's it's part. It's just a reference to Nintendo in general. I don't know that it's specifically to SNES. Uh, the original hero's name in um, in Mother One, aka Earthbound Zero, aka whatever else you want to fucking call it. Uh, his name is Ninten, which is ah, Nintendo without the do at the end. So NES is definitely a reference to the Nintendo Entertainment System, or maybe the Super Nintendo Entertainment. But I mean, the thing is, in um, in Japan, it was called the Super Famicom, so that's always been weird. Oh yeah. Well, but what, but oh, the original the one was called just the Famicom too, right? Yeah, exactly. It's it's always the whole situation is so weird. So, but what do you know? What NES's name was in the Japanese version of the games? Well, it's. I mean, it stayed. This, it's Ness there too, just like it was. It? Like we didn't get Mother One, aka Earthbound Zero. We never got that in the states. So the fact that he's named Ninten in well, I mean, oh right, okay, Nintendo, huh. so. okay, that, that's the name of the company in that case. So I don't know with the yeah. Ness why, what naming convention idea is going on there? Gotcha. What what did y'all do as your what do you guys do as your favorite food and favorite like most awesome activity? Favorite food uh, that's got to be pussy. <laughs> oh, you didn't use one of the defaults. <laughs> no, no, I never use the default stuff really. I pretty much always put my own stuff in. Um, for the default, individual. I think I think I'd always go with Pooh as Pooh's name because you can't get better than that. No, like you're never gonna top that. Can't top that. What about your activity? Can't top that. I don't remember the other ones. I think uh, for my special ability, my favorite thing, I may have gone with Rockin' a few times, which is one of them. You guys are making me want to play it again. Holy shit. You should. (laughs) I did tacos and gaming for my things, and I kept all the normal names. Man, Pooh was not nearly as awesome as I thought he was going to be. He, I've always been disappointed with how weak he actually is, because he just like does no damage in combat, 
His mimic ability is really dumb and crappy for the yeah. most part. There's like two times in the whole game that it's useful. Yeah. Um. And they build him up like he's going to be this amazing fighter too. Yeah. And then like uh, his his size star Omega is strong, but you have it for like one entire dungeon in the whole game. Then you can use it like three <clears throat> times before he runs out of stuff. I just heard somebody sneeze really... That was my cat <clears throat> sneezing. <clears throat> Definitely my cat. Not my not my wife. <laughs> I'm kidding, Lisa. Uh, I'm done talking about Earthbound unless there's anything else you guys want to say. Oh, I love the, the strategy guide. The strategy guide is amazing. Do you have it? Like a physical copy? or? Yeah, yeah. Remember I bought the complete... <clears throat> oh, yeah. You spent thing. like 200 fucking bucks or more. It was just a little bit more than that. Oh, yeah. Okay, I can't remember how much it was now. Yeah, you're insane. God. Uh, <laughs> um, but it's got, like, I love how it's got, like, I love how the art vary, and, like, the illustrations vary so wildly. Like, some of the stuff looks like it's in-game. So Like, most <laughs> of the bad guys, when it has pictures of them, they look like they're, like, molded out of plastic. And then, like... For pictures of like the towns, it's got like actual photographs of real places. Yeah, it's got it's like a travel brochure with actual pictures of real towns and shit. It's great. Yeah, it's got like little news articles and stuff. Pretty awesome. All right, I'm not gonna say anything else unless you're, unless there's anything. No, else it's to say about it. okay. I think we're good. Yeah, Blake, you want to get anything outside of your system? Um, yeah, this cold. Yeah, dude. Mm. From all right. that PAX action. Yeah, yeah all that to. PAX action that I didn't even get. <laughs> cool. Lol. Oh, we're going to try to get nice packs. Are you? Um, I'll go next because I don't have that much to say about mine. Okay. I'm going to have to get a brown to playing it again. Uh, I played Mega Man, the first one, the very first one. Oh, on uh, Nintendo, sure. it was released by Capcom. Ooh. And it came out in Didn't you play another one recently? Didn't you play another Mega Man recently, or am I thinking of somebody else? Um, I don't think I did. You're thinking okay. of us talking about the Mega Man box art last time. Yeah, maybe, oh, maybe that's, that's what it was. Yeah, I think that's what you're thinking about. Okay. Yeah, I played Mega Man One, and I only played part of it mostly because I forgot to boot up the right emulator. So I wasn't using the Retro Achievements emulator, and I was going to have to start oh. back from scratch. And I didn't notice until I got through the six uh, Robot Masters. So I was, like, somewhere around halfway through the game or something like that. Uh, but, I mean, it's an okay game. For the, for anybody that doesn't know about Mega Man, what the hell have you been doing with your life? It's a side-scrolling platformer action game, all of them at once. Games did that a lot back then. Um, Side-scrolling action platformer, you've got a buster arm, you fire plasma out of it, you get... Uh, you kill robots, and you power up, and then you go and you off and you fight Wiley. Um, so, I got through the six robot masters, and I guess... It was weird playing this again, because I don't think I've played it since I was like... Seven, eight, maybe something like that, and I have not played it in forever. Um, so back when I first played through it, I was really, really, really bad at video games. Uh, and stages like Iceman stage, 
gave me a lot of trouble. This time around, it was a lot easier. Uh, I slipped and slided some, and the first time of getting introduced to the disappearing block puzzles, that's always fun. For those that don't know, uh, Mega Man games, especially the original series, not the X series, um, but the original Mega Man games, were pretty well known for having at least... One puzzle in puzzle, I guess, as a sort of a platforming puzzle in the game where you have to jump on disappearing blocks. And the blocks are disappearing, like they'll pop up and they make a very, very iconic sound. The little boo. And. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> you heard me. Boo. So the blocks pop up, and uh, then a few seconds later, they phase out of existence again. And you have to figure out where to jump, the right spot to jump to, before the block that you're standing on disappears. And so you're jumping to one block, you'll sit there for a second, the next block will pop up, you jump over that, you keep repeating this thing. And Iceman Stage, as easy, like the block, the disappearing block puzzles in this one are so stupidly easy compared to some of this stuff. Even just like Mega Man 2 in Heat Man Stage. Um, it's, it's just so silly easy compared to some of the stuff that you find later in the series. But then comes the hard part of Iceman stage. Uh, the disappearing blocks are not that bad here. What sucks in Iceman stage is that it's Iceman, and that means that everything has to be very slippery. So you're slipping and sliding off these, the platforms and stuff, they're instant death pits all around you, and you just have to find a way to deal with it, and... Not fall off, which, like I said, it was a lot easier this time around than when I was younger. So I was kind of uh, sad at, about my abilities from when I was <laughs> It made me feel like a complete <laughs> moron. I like how you worded this. <laughs> um, aside from that, like one of the other things that really stands out about the game is that it's uh, there's only six robot masters here. And anybody that's played a Mega Man game knows that there are eight fucking masters that's how it works uh so it's always thrown me off in mega man one to only have those six powers to only have those six things that you get um so there are only six stages and then you go into the main stuff and uh i think this is the only game where there is an actual sequence of order of enemies that you're supposed to supposed to fight them in uh you can start with any uh, you can start with any of them, but then after that, like, this boss, the weapon you just got is useful against this boss. The weapon you get from that one is useful against this one, and so on and so forth. Whereas in stuff like Mega Man 2, you end up finding a lot of, like, more like, um, like little sequences. Like, these four bosses kill each other, and then these three do a thing, and this guy's just over here by himself, kind of a thing. Which... Going back to Mega Man 1, like, that's kind of what the expectation for me was. It's just, oh, if I kill this guy, I should be able to go use his power against something and just keep that chain going until I've beaten all eight of them. We'd see that come back around um, uh, Mega Man X, but I, I don't remember any of the original series doing anything like that again. Uh, which, it's nice, but I mean, it's, it's also really strange. It's, even when I was younger, I had at least a rudimentary understanding of the fact that fire melts ice. Okay. I get that. There's a fireman in the game, and there's an iceman in the game, but iceman isn't weak to fireman. He's weak to elect man, 
because apparently shocking the shit out of ice is what you're supposed to do to destroy it. <laughs> I don't know what the hell they were thinking with that weakness. It should have followed the Pokemon rules. Pokemon <laughs> rules are pretty pretty straightforward. Maybe that maybe that did. Maybe that's actually how it does work. That always bothered me when I was younger too, because it was like, oh, it's Fireman. Of course, Iceman is going to be weak against him. I'm hitting him with this. Why isn't it doing more damage? Oh God, someone help me. He's like the hardest boss of all time. And then when I got older, I was old. I figured out, oh. I was being stupid about it. It's not his weakness. I should be using something else. I get it now. Uh, overall, the game is basically like a just... It's not great, but it's not like it's bad or anything. It's just nowhere near the polish that we get out of uh, later entries in the series. Things like, um, like just Mega Man 2 even goes leaps and bounds beyond what we get in Mega Man 1. Mega Man 1... Uh, to put it another way, Mega Man 1 comes from a time where score was still implemented into a lot of games. Into every game. Oh, nice. The fact that it has a score just shows like it, it still has that kind of disconnect from reality of no one cares about this that much on a console game. We only care about coins. <laughs> well, if you get 100, you get an extra live, Robert. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. See, that it actually adds up to something, so... <laughs> Yeah, um, I'm gonna, I want to try and get back around to it, to finish it, uh, and actually play through it on the Retro Achievements thing. But I also kind of, the, uh, the Mega Man Legacy on Steam. I've heard some bad things about that though. So I don't know if I'll. Yeah, I've heard some bad stuff about it too. Makes me sad. I was, I was so looking forward to that. And then it turns out it might actually just be a giant steaming pile of crap. (laughs) I've heard that like, some parts of it are fine, and other parts, like, aren't done very well. Like, I had so, someone installed it to their Windows, and then uninstalled it, and then rebooted their computer or something, and then, uh, like, they couldn't even log in. <laughs> like, really weird shit that just makes no sense. Like, <clears throat> how the fuck? What the hell? That's like, what was the game that made you have to unplug your computer from the wall? What? You, what? Us one time, you were telling us one time that a game crashed your computer so hard that you... Oh, this Lords is of the Fallen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Messed up oh. my... Messing with my power supply and shit, yeah. <laughs> That's pretty hardcore. I thought you meant during an install of something, and I was like... Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I would uninstall that before even trying it. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so, uh... So, Mega Man 1, not bad. <clears throat> yeah, it's an okay game. It's a very, very unpolished Mega Man title. Um, before they had the series figured out of how they wanted it to work for the most part. And, I mean, they did a great job afterwards, but, man, that first entry. Oof. What did you make Mega Man's favorite food be? Um, Poop. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, no, just poo. Just poo. Just poo. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I never played a Mega Man 1. Mega Man 2 was really the only Mega Man game that I played. Um, I guess that's kind of where it got good. But, like, I honestly think I never played Mega Man 1 mostly because... I, I actually think it was mostly because of the box art. Like, I would <laughs> see it in the store and just be like, no, why would I buy that? That's funny. Jay. What's up, dog? Just recording a podcast with you guys. How about you? Mm, how's that going for you? 
pretty good. Yeah. Sitting here listening, listening to Blake talk and thinking about his beard and shirtless. Shirtless yeah, Ray, you pulled up on my computer. He's shirtless. <laughs> right, you shirtless in these pictures. I'm still thinking about how Robert's pubes were flowing out of that shirt earlier. <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't. <laughs> uh, uh, all right, I got a story. One time, I was on vacation when I was little, and I don't remember where we were. I think we may have been in like the Bahamas or something. But there's this, uh, there's this guy at the hotel that we were at. He was. We were, it was outside by the pool, on the little things that you lay on by the pool, and he had a speedo on. Nice. And I swear to you, he must have, uh, like grabbed his pubes and pulled them out of his speedo to where they were Ow. all sticking out the sides of his speedo. Nice. And he was just laying there like that with them like specifically pulled so that they were sticking out of the speedo. That's hot. Did you ask his number? He was really skinny. He was really skinny too. Jesus. I had a lot of questions. Yeah, I'm sure you did. Not as many as I did after looking at this right you picture. <laughs> what game did you play? Uh, <laughs> okay, you transitioned there really well. Nice. Uh, I, very very subtle. I played The Legend of Zelda, Zelda Oracle of Seasons. Um, so I, I read I had the wrong title by the way, Blake. When I was asking earlier, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm nice to throw you off. Anyways, <laughs> is this, uh, I've heard of this one. Really? Yeah. Uh, so, well, then I'll tell you about it, Robert. Oracles, Oracle oh, seasons. Oracle of seasons. There's two parts to it. So uh, it came out in 2001 for from Capcom, and uh, there's two parts to it. There's one called Seasons, and the other one's called Ages. And you could actually play both Capcom? games. And Weird. developers: Nintendo, Capcom, Flagship, Nintendo Entertainment, Analyst. What, yeah. what console? <clears throat> GB uh, Game Boy Color. Oh okay. Anything oh. Anything else? No, Anything? I just didn't. I was. I was actually. I actually didn't know this. I'm just messing with you. So uh, there was one called Ages, and there's one called Seasons. And if you beat one of them, and then you beat the second one, and you can um, have the second game recognize that you beat the first one, because they're pretty much the same. There's like a couple minor differences, kind of, and uh, you got a different ending. So you could play them in either order too. It didn't matter because like for the most part, the later stages of the game was pretty much the same. Um, I did not beat it when I was a kid, and I didn't beat it this time either. I'm like a little bit of ways into it, like probably about 25% of the way in. Uh, but the Seasons one, basically, the as you progress through the game, the seasons change. The title really throws you off with that. And uh, so as the seasons change, different things become available. So with the seasons, uh, it opens up different paths and closes different paths. So like during spring, there's more plants. So if you have certain uh, tools, you can get through the plants. Uh, during winter, certain objects appear and disappear. So it allows you to go to different paths. So the uh, this the Minecraft. Idea... What? It's Minecraft. How is that Minecraft at all? Because you get you got to go get resources. Blake, can you <laughs> can you deal with this for me? Uh, I, I don't just go on. All right, you don't have to collect resources. Forget, forget, forget. I'm, I'm, I can't, I can't. Okay, I you're can't speechless. Okay, <laughs> yeah. as long as you're speechless too. Yeah, right. yeah. Anyways, I, I so anyways throughout the different seasons, different pathways open and close because objects appear and disappear. I'm gonna word it that way. 
Um, the rest of the game pretty much stays the same. Like you can, you know, obviously go to the different castles. Um, the closest game that I could compare it to, just like the the base for it, was is, uh, the, the original Zelda for regular Nintendo. It's the same kind of overview. Um, the graphics are obviously very, not very improved, they're improved, but they used kind of the same layout. So, like, you know those rooms you'd go to in the, the castles in, in the first NES where it has, like, two torches and the dude in the middle, and he'll say something that's incredibly vague and you're supposed to understand yeah. it? Like, they have a lot stronger. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, he said something ridiculous in one of the dungeons that I did, and I was just like, all right, well, I know what he's talking about, but, because I already beat this before, or this part of it before, but... Yeah, it has that, and it has, like, you know, obviously there's a lot of holes in the wall you can blow up. Some of the walls are uh, marked so that you know you can go through them, which is kind of a new feature. Um, but it has kind of the same feeling as the original Zelda. The, there is a map, and the map's actually pretty damn well done. I was actually really impressed by that, and it's a great utility. Because, you know, Zelda games, if you haven't played them multiple times, running around the map can be kind of frustrating and time-consuming. Um, the overall feeling of the game was, was pretty good. The When you attack with your sword... <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, what's kind of cool with it is you, when you swing, you start from one part. So, like, let's say your, your character's facing left on the, the screen, right? And you swing your weapon. He starts from above you, like, directly nor, uh, on top of you, and comes down to the location you're facing. So that top left um, corner, like, for, from, from the character, you swing your sword and hit everything. So it's really nice, like, when, when you, so you don't have to, like, do you remember in Zelda 1 when a mob would come in at an angle and you would have to, like, kind of maneuver and have to, because you can only slice one direction yeah. at a time. Unless, yeah, so it kind of gets around that, which is actually really nice, especially when there's multiple mobs, like, trying to attack you at once. Um, isn't, and this, it's, um, isn't that the one you're describing on this one? That's how it is in uh, Link to the Past 2, isn't it? Or is uh, Blake? I think so, but Blake? Right, yeah, with the secret yet. walls, you mean? No, sorry. No, no when I, you like swing when you your swing, weapon. You oh, the weapon swinging. Yeah. Um. It doesn't. It doesn't just hit. It's not just one direction. It's like an angle kind of thing. Like it slices. Yeah, yeah. You like it starts at. Um, he swings it counterclockwise, I believe. Oh no, it's not like that, Robert. I know what you're talking about. So kind of, but like essentially it's just an improved version of the original one, which is nice. Cause like I was saying, like when mobs come at you from an angle, it's, it's really nice that you don't have to like maneuver your character in a specific way so that you can get a direct hit. So that was like a nice addition. Okay. And um, like most of the mobs, most of the stuff out in the world is kind of the same stuff. The graphics are improved. The storyline's pretty generic. I mean, it's, it's Zelda. So it's, you know, the usual kind of shit, something with a princess, blah, 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 Ganon or something, some form of Ganon. It's, I don't, I don't think the last boss is Ganon in this. It's like something else, but it's like, oh no, it is Ganon. It is Ganon. The second to last boss isn't Ganon. That's what I was thinking of. Anyways, um, so it's a Zelda game, so like the storyline's not something super crazy or, you know, because it's an older game. Uh, the gameplay was fun. The castles are pretty fun. Um, they're kind of the, the similar, they're actually, they're very similar puzzles to, uh, the original Zelda. There's a couple new features they added. Like there's like these carts that you can use and there's like levers that you can use to change the direction of the path. So it's kind of like a, a little bit of a puzzle. You have to understand the, the pathing on it. But for the most part, like just bombing through walls, um, push blocks are really prevalent. Getting keys is really prevalent. Um, and they added boss keys actually. So boss keys wasn't in the original one as well, uh, which I actually really like boss keys. I always found those to be kind of a cool objective in castles. Cause you know, once you get the boss key, you're usually towards the end of the dungeon. It's kind of exciting. Um, something else they added in the one a lot in the earlier dungeons is there's mini bosses, which I was really I was really surprised to see because you get to the first castle like super early on you're like oh, okay like you know this will be a pretty easy castle 
it wasn't necessarily hard, but it did take me multiple playthroughs of the dungeon because there are specific areas that are kind of like dead ends until you have certain keys. And so I'd get to them and I'd be like, well, it's easier for me to die here than it is to go all the way back through. So I'd have to kill myself, go back to the beginning. And then I finally got to the mini boss. I'm like, oh, I'm done with the dungeon. Cool. No, it's just a mini boss. And then you clear that room and then actually we get the boss key. And I'm like, holy shit. So uh, the dungeons are, uh, have a little bit more to them, which is nice. Um, and they're a little bit better. You're a little bit guided better through them as you were in the original Zelda. I feel like in the first Zelda, like the first time you play through it, if you actually had never played those dungeons, they were pretty annoying because they weren't like, straightforward, I guess is the best way to put it. You could kind of wander around a lot. Overall, the game's pretty fun. Um, I've played it a couple times, and I've enjoyed it. I think I probably will finish it, and then if I do finish it, I'll probably play through Ages, because it'll be a quick playthrough, since I already know what to do and everything. So, um, Like I said, if you play through both of them, then you get like a an ultimate ending type thing. So, How do you rank it <clears throat> among other Zeldas? I'm not a huge Zelda. See, the thing is, I'm, I'm not the, the typical Zelda person that's more Blake's department. It's fun. I mean, I, I compare it to all the other ones that are kind of like this style, like the overhead view where you're just kind of like running. It's kind of the same feeling to me. I, I don't think it's as good as Link to the Past, but it's, it's not bad. It was fun. I, I like the the added element of the ages and the, the seasons. That was pretty cool. Sweet. Yeah. All right, then. <clears throat> I had the best game this time. Did you? Yeah, I played Metal Gear Solid. I didn't tell you about my second game, so I agree with you. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> Let's hear about it. Uh, it was a pile of shit, and uh, what was your favorite yeah, part? A... The off button. All right, moving on. Yeah, yeah, definitely the <laughs> off button. Uh, okay. Oh, by the way, one one thing real quick. I realized that uh, like a few episodes, like maybe about two episodes back, one of somebody who wrote in an email. Asked, uh, they they requested that I play some more uh, point and click adventures. Sure, it's been a while for the podcast. Most yeah, because it's been a while. And they said like mostly because they they really really had never played any, cool. so they want to hear more about some of them. And I realized that I hadn't I didn't really respond to that at all. I hadn't really like done anything about it. So we know you're the next. Yeah, I'm piece of shit in general. I mean, that's I think most of our listeners already know that. Um, but that's what I'm going to start doing uh, for the next one. I don't know if I will have one finished by the next episode, but that is the next game that I'm going to be working on finishing. So, the next game that I'm going to start is a point-and-click adventure game. That'll be for the next episode, unless I don't I finish it, in which case that. I'll... Yeah. And, and <clears throat> if I don't finish it, then I'll play a, like a shorter game in between and finish it for the next one. But I'll, I'm going to get back to this plan. There's an RPG, there's one in particular that I really want to play also, but I'm going to go for because I'm, you know, I, I'm, I'm a people person. I'm oh a my god, shut up. Stop I it. sacrifice it for whatever I need to <clears throat> sacrifice myself for. And so I'm going to play some point-and-click adventure games. <clears throat> All right. That was a great, great run until you went to that part. Like I was like, oh, okay, Robert's <laughs> doing some cool stuff. Ooh, the people person. <laughs> yeah, you're done. <clears throat> uh, okay. Top. <laughs> no, we're not doing this. We're not doing this. We're not doing this. We're not doing this. <laughs> <laughs> You guys want to talk about some top threes? Let's talk about some top threes. Mine is this. I feel kind of bad about mine right now. Didn't even think about I this. Well, I gotta say, I no, you'll see why with mine in a second. Um, All right. Okay, so uh, this top three, we're doing top three games sound effects in a game. 
Not a, a individual the... sounds, but like the entire game. Sure. Not right. music. Game has so clarified. Game not, has, not music. Yeah, not music. Purely sound effects. The games that has the best sound effects. All right. So top threes. I'm I, I'm gonna go. I want to go last because my number one is is one that I think you guys are both going to agree with, but I'm not sure if you thought of it, and I think you may uh, kick yourselves for not thinking of it Okay. if you didn't think of it. And I'm just curious. I just want to hear if... Uh, I'm just curious. I want to hear y'all's magnificent reaction to my number one. Okay. Or right, just... So. Go ahead and go. All right. Number three! From downtown! My number three is NBA Jam. Oh, <laughs> that's a good one. That's not bad. Uh, he's on fire. She's on fire. That's a good one. Every like all of the sound effects, all the little sound bites in that game are so good. Even you know what I'm gonna even say, I'm gonna say it. even the stupid screeching shoes on the court makes a great sound. Oh, that is, I, I agree with that. I that agree is. with the shoes for sure. Um, everything that the announcer says is solid fucking gold uh it's (laughs) the thing that makes this game so fun to everybody is the fact that the announcer is having such a blast delivering those crazy lines those over-the-top lines and it makes the game a ton of fun that's awesome i didn't know that we were counting like voices that's a come on robert no i'm not saying i'm not telling him it doesn't count i just i didn't know that we were because that's some of mine have to do with voices it's like there are a lot of things that count as sound effects like a lot of the sounds from like an rpg of like when something hits like push 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 yeah 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 yeah. is it's not just true it's the whole, it's all of the parts that make up the sound effect. It's not a song, but it's still audio. And it's not, like, in the, in that case, it's not really a voice. Back in that day, I don't count that as voice acting. I got you. One, one of mine, has, actually, actually two of mine, now that I say that, two of mine are partly because of voices in those games. <laughs> I think I know one of your things. What? I think I know what one of yours is. Okay. Yeah. Um... Okay, I really, <laughs> I, right. I'm really interested to know what you think mine are. Jay, number. Uh, my number three is actually since it can be applicable to list, you got to put it in there. Come on, it's Final Fantasy Tactics. Oh. Uh, Final Fantasy <laughs> Tactics. Okay, that was the one that I was talking about. Oh, okay. So Final Fantasy Tactics, there's there's a couple reasons I really really love the sound effects this game. Uh, the sound of somebody getting stabbed, uh, especially during like the the miniature cutscenes. Those sound effects, I can still hear today. Those, that game is so... Death you, you, the Death Scream, that's that's the number one thing. Like, like If I did a top yeah, three yeah. of their sound effects... Oh! Yeah, the original oh! one. Not the, not, not the redone one. I hate the redone one. They like took the uh, like the oomph out of it. Like it just They ruined oh! it. That is definitely the number one sound effect. Oh! Number two, okay, Robert, I'm going to kill you and make you do that for real. <laughs> uh, I would say... <laughs> The the sound of somebody falling over in that game, like when they die, is is well yeah, done. Yeah, the crumpling body. Oh yeah, yeah the crumpling. And like when people like remember when he grabs him at Dorder City, like that rubber glove kind of sound, like that. Yeah, that. Yep. And then the um the stabbing sounds. The stabbing sounds are great, especially with the pole arm. I love the pole arm noises. Friggin' amazing. And like hey, the both. Oh. I pretty much skipped over most RPGs for this list, but it like yeah yeah that's definitely. Tactics just that that is the to me it's like just such an exception. Like there's so many key sound effects in it. Like I, I love when you uh, 
when you do like a big spell too, and it's like a killing blow on somebody, it's just oh, yes. the, it's just like the burst of the the spell, and then it's the screaming death noise. It's just great. Oh yeah, the spell noises are the best. Can Lancer. we make a pact right now that when when we die, we're we'll yell out that the Final Fantasy Tactics death yell. Like in you real do life. that, I'll, I'll I'll think about it. <laughs> we're gonna be like surrounded by our friends and in and Alabama baby. screams at his death, <laughs> and all of a sudden we're gonna go. Oh! Let's just do a mass Final Fantasy Tactics suicide. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what else is great, Blake? The sound of a chocobo attacking. Beep deedle. I, 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 oh yeah. yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah. There's some really great noises, dude. Yeah, that that game really does have some amazing sound effects that really help make the game. It's got some killer sound effects. And you don't. Oh, like another one. When when the text is going, <laughs> that little noise in the background it goes like. Like it's you know what I'm talking about when the text, <laughs> the text is going text across. Noise? Dude, yeah, yes. you heard it. I can't say because what's so special no, no. about that? <laughs> it's just great. It just adds to it. Like it's, it's just great. great. Dude, don't be mad because you didn't think of it. Roberto. Every single RPG has has that text noise. It just goes. No, no, it doesn't go. It doesn't make that noise. Have you ever heard it, Robert? Did you actually play this game, Blake? I don't think you played this. After the last boss and then quit. Oh my god. Anyways. My number three is, it's not for this, it's not for this sound effect, but the sound effect that it's most known for is, stay a while and listen. Oh, that's a good one. Um, primarily, I picked this one, like, almost exclusively for the sound it makes when you pick up a ring. If, like, a ring loot drops and you pick it up, it makes this little... Sound. Oh, yeah, 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 I know what you're talking about. Oh, man. So it's... the excitement of, like, ooh, SOJ. Uh, oh, my God. Like, I don't know what SOJ means. Stone Even when you picked up gear, it made it cool noise. It was the currency oh. of the game. After oh, okay, okay. Well, but the like, player currency, anyway. That is the most satisfying little ding sound I've ever heard in a video game to this day. And All also, right. What's his that's name? That's a really good one. I like that one a lot, actually. That that's not something I even thought about. But like, dude, picking up equipment in that game and throwing it. Remember that when you drop it, it's like. Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah I love that noise. Really? Like, there's so many key things in that. And when you dine, yeah, like, oh, oh. yeah. I feel like a lot of the yeah it was oh and it echoed real bad. No, no, no. That's not honestly tactics. You, you got to change. <laughs> <it up. laughs> that was the exact same scream, just a little bit quieter. Instead of oh, it was oh. <laughs> Like you try weren't trying you were trying to not wake anybody up while also dying. <laughs> like, oh god, my mom's asleep. <laughs> oh, sorry. sorry. She's got work tomorrow. Does she does she? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think the um I think the combat sounds and stuff actually were pretty good too, but I really don't remember much besides just what's his name talking and the now you said that the sword throwing thing in the Bing <clears throat> Yeah. Oh, so my number. I guess I for that. My number two. Um, I can't choose. Did you say number three? One of these, so I'm gonna have to choose all of them. Wow. Yeah, his, hold on. His number three was uh was um NBA Jam. NBA Jam. So my number two is the Mega Man series. Okay, I get, I was wondering. Uh, Mega Man X. Uh, the the sound effects in those games, it, it's kind of like Final Fantasy Tactics, where um, they're pretty subtle for the most part, 
but they're such an integral part of the whole thing. Like Mega Man's blaster firing off, uh, the charging sound of it, which is very, very iconically annoying for most of the Mega Man games. <laughs> um, the sound of you or a robot master dying. That pew, 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 pew kind of sound <laughs> effects. And um, like basically Metroid. all the sound effects for all of the weapons are always good, too. Like throwing the throwing Metal Man's Metal Blade, that, like, shoot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just all the sounds have these uh, these great, great sounds to them. Um, overall, like, the sound design of all of the Mega Man games is fucking fantastic. Uh, just between the sound effects and the music, they're always killer. Ex- until later on when they start getting into voice acting and stuff. And <laughs> because Lame. No, what he was fighting for. <laughs> what do we want? But like even like um like jumping into the the capsules in Mega Man X when you get a power up, and just this build up of a beeping sound. Just <laughs> is that one more time? Alright, thanks, Robert. That was fast. You know, I actually thought about putting Metroid on, and that, that's funny because it's kind of like the same thing. Like you were talking about, like a lot of the, the key sound effects. Yeah. To me. <clears throat> Metroid does have some really good ones, like uh, plugging into <clears throat> saving, of course, plugging into the energy slash missile slash mapping. Or how about whenever you get a, an upgrade that yeah, I guess first Metroid. Yeah. Yeah, that one's music. I, would I feel like first Metroid like barely even has sound effects. Was it Super? I mean, I don't think it's Super Metroid then. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, probably Super Metroid then. All right, Jay. Uh, that was a good one. Jay, what's your number two? <clears throat> uh, my number two is Super Mario Brothers <clears throat> Three. Um, there's just to me like there was just so many key things. Like, I don't know. That game just, it's a whole bunch of sound effects, and you know exactly what's going on. Like, if you close your eyes and, and you're watching, well, not watching, but like listening to somebody play Super Mario Bros. 3, <laughs> you, you would have a, a general idea so of what's going on. Streets on my eyelids. Is that what we're getting at here? Fuck yes. Uh, they actually are working on that right now. <laughs> Fuck yes. yes. Uh, no, but I mean, like, there's just so many, like, key, no, uh, key sound effects in that game. Like, whenever you're flying, like, that entire sound that's just going on, like, you know exactly what I'm talking about the second I bring it up, correct? Like when you get a, Wait, what, a which feather. Sound? I'm not going to do it. Like the yeah, flappy sound. Right, you're not allowed to do it. And the sound of like shooting fireballs and anytime you bounce on a mob, yeah, like different mobs. Yeah. Can we hire mobs. a sound effects guy and get rid of Robert? Or... <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, but uh, Super Mario Bros. 3 just has like a, a lot of really key sound effects that I think are kind of iconic. Like, you know, the noise when you finish a level. Like you just know, I feel like if you if you legitimately watch. What's the level or, finish noise sound? I don't remember. I'm not doing it, Robert. Stop. I really don't remember it. Do do do. That's oh, actually good. Whoa, that yeah, was that really was good. good. Like, okay. yeah. That was almost as good as my impression of the. Uh, no, Robert, stop talking. All right. <laughs> okay. Anyways, Roberto, you're number I love two. The Mario death sound in that game. Roberington, Ruberington, number two. Well, okay, so I had a little trouble with mostly my number two. There was one that had, there was one game that has amazing sound effects, but I don't really, I'm not really going to count it because it's sort of cheating. So I'll go ahead and just get that one out of the way. That's Tie Fighter. Um, the sound effects are amazing, but they're amazing because they're taken directly from the movies. So like, I don't, <clears throat> think that, uh, I don't know. 
it's kind of cheating, I feel like, because like, they didn't come up with their own sound effects. Except for maybe, <clears throat> like, the sound of your own engines as you're, as you're flying around. Like, they did that <clears throat> superb. Um, but, like, I, I felt like it was kind of a cop-out to pick that one because, mo- like, basically they just took the sound effects from the movies and put them in the game. Sounds fucking amazing, but it's not like they made the sound effects. So, TIE Fighter probably has the best sound effects. Um, but for my number two, I'm going to go with System Shock 2. Um, mostly because of two things. One is the sound it makes when you drink, like, these little Cokes that you can get all over the place. They give you, like, one HP if you drink them. But it makes this little, like, like slurpy sound. Like, it sounds just just like he's drinking out of the top of a Coke can. Um, there are lots of other ones too, like, like, like when you give yourself these little, like, hypodermic injections and stuff that sound pretty good. But the slurp sound sounds really, really good. And also, more so than that, I guess, probably, would be the zombie moans and the zombie voices. Um, because, like, in this game, any zombie can be anywhere at any time. It's not like if you clear an area, you're good. It's like zombies are randomly wandering around the game. So you can be in a room and think you're perfectly fine and all of a sudden hear a zombie behind you go like, ooh. Like, I forgot what kind of shit they say, but they'll just be like, or like, you're not welcome here. And like, this scares the shit out of you. If you're in a room, like looking around, just like trying to like find out what's going on or like do, do part of like some like (laughs) pseudo like mission you're trying to do and all of a sudden you hear a zombie voice talking behind you. Like, this game for me like had more like kind of jump scares than just about any game I've played and it's not even really supposed to be a super jump scary game but just because of like how good the zombies voices were combined with the fact that they could sneak up on you at any time and also the death sound when you die I think we're going to have some pretty funny honorable mentions for this when we're done it goes oh <laughs> stop it god damn it um, Alright, so my number one. Is it time for my number one? Number yeah, one time? For it. Time for number one. So, I played Mega Man uh, for this stream. <laughs> no, no right, I played Mega Man for, or for this podcast. And uh-huh. then uh, then I had Mega Man on my list. And Robert played Earthbound, and now I have Earthbound on my list as my number one. Uh, okay. Oh, sweet. Um, the sound effects in Earthbound are, again, uh, something that just completely make the game. From, like, opening a chest... You get this little da 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 da. When you open good. important chests, there's an even bigger fanfare that plays for it. Um, when you get the smash attack, there's this awful crunch that happens. Uh, whenever you get mortally wounded, it sounds like a dull, like a knife being stabbed into somebody's body. It's all. It's very disgusting. Um. All of the sound effects in the game, but for all of the attacks, all of the chests, all of the special events that go on, um, the sound design of the game is just about the best that there is. Cool. I think it's very good, too. <clears throat> yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, like, as someone who just played through the game, do you have anything to add to that one, Robert? No, not really. I think I mean, right. that really just summed it up pretty well. Like... Uh, all of the isn't... weapons have their individual sound effects when you hit with them, and they sound 
kind of like what you'd want them to sound like. When you miss, there's that little, there's that, there's that absence of the sound of your connect, your attack connecting that mm, j- it just feels so much worse. And it does it like it, I don't know what it is about the sound effects in the game, but it makes it feel really, really bad. Yeah, I feel like they were really well done. Um, one, one other thing real quick, this isn't sound effect related, but, uh, one kind of cool touch was that one time I was playing and I was walking around and it was like, I was just on the map. I wasn't in battle or anything. And I noticed that like every few, like every like five or 10 seconds for like one frame, the, uh, screen would flash red. I was like, that's weird. Oh, yeah. It kept yeah. on happening, and I was like, oh, what the, f-? like, is my Super Nintendo fucked up? Like, this is gonna piss me off, cause I just bought it. And, uh, I realized eventually that that was because, that, that happens when you have a character who has some sort of ailment that's causing them to lose HP over time. It can happen when they're Oh, kinda like Pokemon. I'm like, not sure I haven't played yeah, Pokemon. Okay. Yeah, okay, okay. But it's like, uh, when they're poisoned or if they have heat stroke, then that'll happen, and I just thought it was a really cool touch because it's like really subtle. You almost don't notice it. Like you just one frame will flash red for a second <clears throat> every little while, and uh, it is—it's kind of like almost like subliminal how subtle it is. But uh, that just remind—I don't know why, but that for some reason that reminded me of that. It doesn't make a noise or anything. No, it's no noise. It's just a very small, simple addition. The, the way that the game handles it. It's a lot more... It, it's much less blatant in Earthbound than I remember it being in Pokemon. In Pokemon, it's like a... Every time you move, yeah. Yeah. Whereas in this game, like you'll just be walking through the desert, and all of a sudden, you'll just get this really brief red flash on your screen. It's like, whoa, what 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 was that? Um, the last time I played through the game, I was walking through the desert, and that happened to me, and I yeah. couldn't remember what it was at first. And then it happened a few more times, and I was like, oh, right, that's how they signify that you've gotten the heat stroke. Yeah. Um, so, okay, that was a good one. Jay, number one? Number one, death an- death sound effect. Whoa! Anybody? Anybody? Mario 64. Uh, oh. uh Sonic? Wait, hold on. Is it is it from Super Smash Brothers? Nope, from on PlayStation. PlayStation. Well, by Final Nautic. Fantasy Final Whoa. Fantasy Seven. Yeah, my roommate just got it. Really? Yep. <laughs> oh no! Oh, your roommate said it. Yeah, he said it. He just didn't hear him because you weren't listening. Crash Bandicoot. Okay. Oh. Yeah, I know you guys didn't play those games too much. I yeah. didn't think you. Had it. Anyways, Crash Bandicoot <laughs> has some uh, wonderful sound effects. Uh, if you guys, I, I remember last time I brought this up. How much do you, have you guys actually played of any of the series at all? I played. I know I've beaten at least one of them, and I got a okay. good way through. Um, one or two others. I played the first one, but it's been a long time. I don't think I beat it. But yeah, there's some there's some really key sound effects. So the the, the death sound is is definitely one of the bigger ones. Um, when you grab the mask. Go, oh! When you grab the mask, Blake. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. I remember the mask. It makes you invincible. Yeah, I don't remember what it says though. Or yeah, it gives you like an extra hit point if you. But it makes like this oh. really key sound effect. It's, it, I I know it says something, so I'm not gonna do it because I know people will be like, oh, that's that's not what he's saying. But it's always it's a, yeah, I always love when when sometimes when you die, like an angel version of yourself will float out of your body, and he's playing like one of these giant flute-like instruments, and it just makes this funny noise, like. There's just a lot of like really funny sound effects and uh like when you spin obviously it makes like a 
whirlwind sound if you hit objects while whirlwinding it it does different ob- or different sound effects and stuff and i'm trying to think if there's anything else that's like really really key oh the when you pick up the wampa fruit the the bear the coins if you will it's like the the coins of the game all right you guys don't play this game so there's no appreciation here I'm just gonna... <laughs> but the audience might appreciate it a lot more than we yeah. would i'm sure they do yeah I'm sure everybody else does jay just not us Robert, have you wait? Have you finished your list, Robert? No. Okay, I was about to say I'm really proud of you for something, but I'm gonna wait. All right, I'm done. Okay, go ahead, Robert. Are you, what are you proud of me for? We'll see. What were you gonna say a minute ago about my uh, list? Oh, I thought you were gonna have. Um, I'll say it afterwards because it's one of the honorable mentions. Okay. Uh, my number one is Final Fantasy Tactics. Oh, was it really? <laughs> That's yeah. hilarious. Um. <laughs> the scream is awesome, but yeah. the, the thing that the the my favorite sound effects on Final Fantasy Tactics, you all touched on this uh, briefly, are some of the spells. Yeah. Like some of the spells just sound like so evil. Dude, Fire Three, fire, uh, is, is it called Fire Three in that? Yeah, it's Fire Three. Fire Three. Is yeah, cool. in the original Tactics, it was Fire Three. In Dude. War of the Lions, it was they. That's when they turned it into Fire, Fire, Fire Raga. You know what? Oh, the sound effect I forgot entirely is the one when you fight the Zodiac gods. The sound effects. Oh are yeah, the beasts. Dude, yeah. what they hit? Yeah, the, that the sound effect is chilling. Like, oh my god, those guys are for just, me. It, for me, it was the ones like. Uh, like I, 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 they're called just like straight up like death, and stuff like that. Like, like they and some like some of the, like most of the ones that you get like later in the game, and not just like oh, yeah. the regular ones. Like they sound like I've like I straight up haven't heard a spell in an RPG sound better than than the Dude. spells in this game. They sound so fucking like like bad. It's it's just. How how great oh, man, was so protect? Protect was a great one because it makes that noise if it misses or hits. And when you res somebody, like the little like life force like falls from the sky, and if it hits or misses, it makes a different noise as well. Mm. My God, dude, that is that, that is a really really great game for sound effects. If I remember right, Stasis Sword. No, no, because that one can't. Well, Stasis Sword is a great one. Yeah, but the sound. Oh sword. yeah, that was pretty good. Cause, oh, dude, when it crit, dude, when you crit, remember it makes a different sound effect? Mm-hmm. I forgot about that. God. Man, I want to play Final Fantasy Tactics. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're going to move on. Uh, uh, that's everybody, correct? Yes, yeah. that was all of them. Honorable mentions, I was expecting Doom or Duke Nukem. I don't know why. I was just expecting that from one of you guys. Like The quotes from Duke Nukem, obviously. Yeah, are just... I'm, I never really played... Um... I never, I didn't play them growing up that much. I didn't play Doom. I don't remember Doom until like the 2000s. Okay, I was expecting I Doom from Robert. Like yeah. the sound effects aren't great, but they're very like, I want to say iconic. Yeah, iconic, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I did actually consider it for my list, but I was like, you know, you know, yeah, they're they're they were really good for their time and all, but like I don't think they stand up as still being just like so great. I personally like like playing Wolfenstein. Well, I liked playing Wolfenstein more than I like playing those games. Wolfenstein really? was really fun. Yeah, that was a great game. It's been a long time since I played it, though. Um, my uh, the only other one that I would say is an honorable mention for me was uh, Resident Evil. Okay, that had I felt I like that had some pretty about good. That. When you, uh, I can't remember which one of you it was that was talking about a zombie dying. I think it was you, Robert. You were talking about a zombie sound, and I was like, "Oh man, Resident Evil 2. and that little yeah, mm, yep. 
that and especially the sound of the uh in the I think it's the first one of the dog's footsteps. Oh man, yeah, that's a good one. That used to creep me out pretty bad. You could just hear you didn't know where they were, but you could just hear them walking around. It's those are always the best kind of the, the things like that that you remember, you know what I mean? Mhm. That's so cool. Uh, that's a good one. This was a really good one. Like Final Fantasy Tactics to me is still like yeah, uh, when you it, mentioned that, like, I, I tried to put a lot of the Final Fantasy stuff out of my mind. Mm-hmm. Like, shit, man, I could probably even put, like, Super Mario RPG up there, too. I but actually, just, oh my god, I was looking at that, I was like, there's some really good ones from this. Yeah. Like, there's so many games that just have such really well-done sound effects. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, uh, until you go back and listen to them and just focus on it, it's like, you're not going to think about it, you're not going to realize that. My God, Final Fantasy Tactics, though. <sighs> yeah, so you mentioned that I was like, man, that game, like everything about that game is its sound effects, really. Like, you know, the blocking sound. I, I just keep going. When somebody blocks your attack, that noise, that noise is oh, like man, that that little thud. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we need to stop because I'm really <laughs> wanting to play Final Fantasy Tactics now. Don't forget about the death sound. Oh, you have about the charm sound when somebody tries to charm you. That's a good one. And they go, oh! Oh, God. All right, moving on. Um, so what do we decide that we're going to do for for our next top three? Blake was going to decide. Was remember it? he said? Oh. Yeah, he it's... said it, but I don't remember what <laughs> okay, he said. Okay, then we're going to do that one that I talked about. Which one? Yeah, but I don't remember which one it was. Neither do I. Oh, it was worst <laughs> mechanics. Worst mechanics in a game. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah, worst mechanics. So, like, um... Yeah, give a good example, please. <clears throat> All right, without naming a bad one, um, let's say like uh, the materia system in Final Fantasy VII would be a mechanic. Not that it's a bad one. I literally prefaced that by saying he not that said, bad one. Sorry, I, I like instantly just assumed. I was like, what? Not to say um, a bad so one. Like the materia system or the limit break system, something what? like that. <laughs> Those are <laughs> mechanics. Um, so not like the entire game design at overall, right. but like a what? very specific detail of an individual game. Yeah, unlike this one where we were doing games with the best sound effects, we're talking about the three specific worst mechanics, not the games with the worst mechanics. Yeah. All right. So kind of like the materia system. <laughs> what? Shut up, Roberto. <laughs> kind of like the sound effects I... in Final Fantasy Tactics. Oh. <laughs> For example. Oh. <laughs> uh, Have you okay, done so the JP glitch in Final Fantasy Tactics, by the way? Which one? Oh, the, the job Yeah, yeah, I've done it once. I, I think I've only done it once, and I was like, but what's the it point? What's really the fun in the game? It literally ruins the game. Yeah. What do, you, what do you just get to, like, pick whatever job you want? Well, it's basically, there's like a way that you um, glitch your way onto other jobs pages, <laughs> and you oh, don't cool. pay any points for the abilities there. It literally makes the game like just e- easy, like easier, rather. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Um, okay, so uh, next one is top three worst mechanics we've come across in a video game. Uh, send us yours at mail at classicgamingpodcast.com or you can tweet them at us at classicgamescast 
Or you can send mail to Jay. What's your home address? Uh, 42069 South Roberts Dad Drive. <laughs> um, we did not get any emails this time, but oh, we got one mean. almost email. Uh, well, uh, well, one thing. What does that mean? Je- yes, yeah, same thing. Um, I said, what does that mean? Oh, it means that. Well, actually, we got two. Okay, so first of all, we got one message. I sent out. I sent out a tweet today. Said, "Hey, we're recording today. Send us an email if you want to." And Jeffrey Walker, our old buddy, says, <laughs> uh, "He said, I'm busy right now. Can you just pretend to read an email from me that insults Robert repeatedly? Thanks." <laughs> All right, we can handle that. But um, the one that I was actually talking about, the almost sort of email we got, <clears throat> was also from Jeffrey Walker. This was about uh, this was about four or five days ago when he sent this. He sent us a tweet and he said, uh, two things I would like to hear on the podcast: how you guys all met and how the idea for the podcast originated." Uh, uh, Robert, we met working uh, for EG. Yeah. yeah, so we yeah. used to all work for uh, Team Evil Geniuses, which is a uh, which is an esports team. Uh, Blake, when did you start? We 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 wrote for their website specifically. We wrote like articles about like what the player like what the players we were, were up to. Uh, web content developers. <laughs> web content developers. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Perfect choice of uh, voice to say that in, by the way. I commend you. Right. Um, Blake, you were there the first. I started around 2011. Yeah. Okay, so we both we all started around the same time then. Yeah, within like six months of each other, I'm pretty sure. Robert, you started like a month after me. I remember. Yeah, yeah, something like that. I think, and Blake was there like a little bit before both of us. And Mm -hmm. Blake covered most. You you covered mostly fighting game stuff, correct? Yeah. And Jay and I covered uh, StarCraft 2. And we would, like, write articles. Like I said, we would, like, do interviews with the players to post on the website. Go to we events. would, like, write articles about, like, what, yeah, what events were coming up or, like, how our players did in events that just finished and that kind of stuff. So we mm-hmm. used to all write for Evil Geniuses. And that was how uh, we got to know each other. And then, I don't know, is there anything else to that story? Yeah, we all left eventually. So yeah, that's how we all met. And Robert came up with the podcast. It was Robert's idea. Yeah, Robert messaged me and was like, "Hey, want to do a podcast about retro games?" And I was like, "I like those." Yeah, I really wanted to do a pod. I for like this came out. The idea for the podcast came up very randomly. Like I all of a sudden just like felt like I really wanted to do a podcast, and uh, like I didn't want to just jump on it and do it right away. So I kind of like sat on the idea for a little while, and then like after. Like, a month or two, I was like, yeah, I really just want to do this. It'd be fun. Like, I thought I kind of, like, wanted another project to do, and I thought it would be, like, fun just to have, like, an excuse just to talk about video games a whole lot. And we always do. So, we always did talk about video games. Yeah, That's we always we did ever anyway. talked about. <clears throat> and so, uh, so I, asked, I was like, Jay, I got this. What do you think about this idea for a podcast? Do you think that'd be pretty good? And Jay said he thought it'd be cool. So I was like, all right, well, I'm going to ask. I can get in touch with Blake because at that point, uh, like, uh, like I left, I think of the three of us, I was the first person to leave EG and it was, again, it wasn't on, it wasn't on bad terms or anything like that, but 
But at that point, like, Jay and I still talked pretty frequently, but I hadn't talked to Blake in a while. But I was like, I think Blake would be good for the podcast. What do you think? And Jay said that he was like, yeah, that'd be, that'd be cool if he wants to do it. So yeah, I asked because Blake was streaming too. So like, and I, I was a broadcaster. Oh yeah. And Blake was a streamer. So we both like had experience, you know, talking and stuff. So yeah. <laughs> kind of good. important. Yep. Yeah. You can tell which of the three. There's some people that I could think of that would be really funny if you would ask, but yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Good old friends from EG, but yeah. So anyway, so that's how that that's how that worked out. Um, and then it just, and then it uh, that was I think that's pretty much the story. Mm-hmm. We haven't had any milestones in our growth as a multinational corporation or that much coverage. Anyways, <laughs> um, current gaming subcast. Is it time for it? I guess so. So I'll go first because I've been actually playing something a lot. Uh, So don't start. Whoa! Don't start together. Came out finally for free, so I don't have to pay for it. So uh, my girlfriend and I (laughs) and Robert and along with a couple of my friends have been playing a lot, and it's really, really, really fun. They updated the game a lot, and I heard at PAX last week they showed their next expansion, so I'm really excited to to play that. What's going to be? It's a beach themed one, from what I heard. It's like you're washed ashore. I think it's called Washed Ashore, actually. And so it's like a beach theme from what I've heard. And so. So that's an expansion, right? Not a new yeah, game. Yeah, so it'll be like an actual, okay, like, weird. second whole client, I think. But the game, I mean, they. Wait, they so it's, it. wait, 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 wait. Hmm? So it's a new game. Yeah, I, I don't know specifically. Yeah, I think so. Okay. I just know that they showed it and apparently it looked pretty cool and. That's different from an expansion. Alright, I'm done talking to you, Robert. <laughs> I'm like actually trying to figure out what it is. I'm not just trying to. <laughs> It's I don't know. It's a new game. I I think it's a new game. I, I don't know. I no no because I know it's a separate than. <laughs> Shut up, Robert. Anyways, uh... Robert, and uh, I hope that they do not do it the same dumbass way where they did the early release program because we all know how we all feel about early releases. <laughs> Stupidest thing ever. Oh it's oh it's it's free if you have the original game, but you have to wait. If you pay $15, though, you can get into the early access. But it'll be free in a little while. Yeah. Do you know when? Nope. Have no idea. All right. <laughs> Sounds good to me. I'll wait. <laughs> yeah. It took forever for that to come out. That was over a year, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was. Boy, Love the game. <laughs> hate, hate that bullshit. It's so stupid. <laughs> but it is really fun, and they're constantly updating it now, like fixes and stuff, and... It's fun. It's a good game. I played on some public lobbies, and people are... I thought, for the most part, we're going to be good, and they're actually fucking terrible, so I felt pretty good about myself. <laughs> um, speaking of uh, things taking long times... Oh. Did you guys hear that uh, Mighty Number no. 9 is delayed now? Oh, yeah, I heard about that. Yeah. I don't know what this is. That's the new. That's Keiji Inafune's new game. That's oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, okay. yeah. God delayed. Big surprise. How much of a delay? Yeah, what, oh, yeah what's it? Um, do you know? I think it, no, I, I know sure it's 2016. Specifics. Yeah, that's as much uh, as I know. Too. Oh, this okay. I just found an article. It says, "Oh, this is this is actually from an interview with them." It says, uh, "Quarter one, 2016." So I guess was, I don't know when when was it supposed to come out? That's what I was gonna ask. That was my next question. I'm Probably just, soon. I would imagine really soon, because I mean, usually they wait till the last fucking minute to do that. So, 
Uh, <clears throat> uh, here we go. <laughs> oh, wait, here we go. Wait. Here we go. Estimated. Okay, it was supposed to come out April of this year. So it's like a little Ooh, less than a year. A year. Or about a that's year. I mean, that's really, that's, that's really not that uncommon. Did they say like anything until, from, from April until now? Or is this the first time we've heard that, about the um, delay? Obviously it's been delayed because it's not out. <laughs> Let's see. It looks like. Yeah, it looks like they've actually been pretty good with the updates as far as I can tell. I'm not like actually reading them, but there are plenty of updates throughout this year. Okay. Um, <clears throat> let's see. I, I'm just gonna read. Well, no, I'm not gonna read this. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, I'll, I'll skim. I'll skim through this interview over the next couple of minutes that I just found on Engadget and tell you if I find it. Blake, what have you been playing? All right, cool. Robert, what have you been playing? <laughs> I've been playing video games. They're pretty great. Nice, you fucking nerd. Wait, okay, yeah, go <laughs> ahead. You go ahead. Uh, Joe, be really excited to hear about what, what Blake's been playing. Oh yeah, yeah. You can't oh, wait for this. Yeah, I did a nine and a half hour stream of Metal Gear Solid Five yesterday because it came out wow. yesterday, and then today I played it for another six hours before I came on the podcast. Um, it's good. It's really good, but it is not much of a Metal Gear game. It's got great stealth and everything, but it lacks, like, the entire storyline aspect of a Metal Gear game. That's really weird, because I've heard... I mean, like, I haven't... I'm trying to read as little as possible, but... Right, yeah. All the reviews I've seen have been very, very positive about it. I mean, I'm loving the game. Obviously, I played it for nine and a half hours without even taking a break yesterday. It's just not what I would want what I would expect out of a Metal Gear game. Um, it just doesn't have that story element to it, which is what I'm so used to. I want um, I want the character development. I want the plot to be building up. And instead, it's kind of like um, Mass Effect 2. Someone compared it to that in my chat yesterday, where you are, like, you're going around gathering stuff, building up an army and all this, instead Dude, of, this like... This is Minecraft, forever. You <laughs> 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 said the keyword, gathering... Gathers. Yeah, it's it's right in there. It's right it's, in the description. Uh, I just gave anyway. Don't starve. Solid. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. So it, it, I'm <laughs> loving the gameplay. The open world stuff is a lot of fun. It's really well designed and everything. But I miss like um Big Boss for example. He basically never voices anything. He doesn't talk. Uh, and he's the main character of the I've game. We're used to having him. Like, you know, actually say something and address other characters in fucking dialogue instead of just standing there and looking longingly out a window and shit. It's like, oh, my God, please say something. Like, Spawn to somebody. I'm going to need to, like, wait. I'm going to, like, you know, need to wait till I eventually play this game because I'm interested to see if I feel like that's more of you tell me what you think. Like, is it possible that that's more because of, like, He's a little bit different now and like is really secluded and doesn't want to talk no, much or is it just it's really not about awkward? That. It's the gameplay. It, it's just the gameplay. It's the design of the gameplay, which is so, which is itself awkward for a Metal Gear title. Okay. Um, it's just not, uh, it's not based on that story driven experience. I thought that maybe he would, uh, Kojima would make it so that like, uh, You've got this open world experience while also having the Metal Gear experience. But instead, it's a Metal Gear, or it's an open world experience set in an open world. 
And I mean, it, I'm I'm loving that aspect. Like I said, so I, is the it, story not very good? The story is basically not there. It's told mostly huh. through cassette tapes instead of like cinematics and stuff, which I've not been taking the time. I haven't. I've been streaming. I don't want to sit there for like ten minutes or something just listening <laughs> to cassette tape roll. So most of the story is apparently being told through the cassette tapes and stuff. I got into the first real boss fight of the game just a minute ago, or not just a minute ago, but right towards the end of my stream, and it was it was all right. It was there. It had some story elements to it that drove some of the characters forward and stuff. It created some conflict. Oh, yeah, I know. What an idea! Conflict. You got yourself a protagonist. Good to overcome some <laughs> obstacles. <laughs> God. Um, so, like, the trailers, I haven't watched all the trailers, but the trailers that I've seen made it look like the story was going to be totally badass. Yeah, that's that's what the impression I think everybody's gotten is. I think I was in the same boat, and then that just doesn't fucking happen at all. Weird. Um, so far, it's pretty much like, all right, you've recovered from your coma, and now you've got to rebuild your army. Go do that. The end. It's like, oh, well. Uh, okay. Th- thank you. <laughs> so it's Suikoden. It's not Minecraft. It's like Suikoden, but it's got less story than Suikoden, even. <laughs> no. <I don't> yeah. <clears throat> yeah, by far. You, you know I, the... um. Out of what like, I'm... Like, <clears throat> the conjecture... <clears throat> Sorry. The... <laughs> I'm getting sick of the 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 popular kind of speculation is that like Kiefer Sutherland cost too much to record like all the dialogue that they needed, so uh, they had to be really sparse with it. A little bit possible. Yeah. That's actually maybe true. Oh man! Oh, what a great game! It is I'm a great. Said game. that I'm. <laughs> I'm sad that I'm not gonna be able to play it for a while because I'm. I just restarted Metal Gear Solid 4, and so I gotta beat that, and that's gonna take a while because I'm also playing, you know, the other games for the podcast, and then I gotta do, uh, Ground Zeroes, and then I'll be on to Phantom Pain. Yeah. Oh, I'm really excited to hear about those games. I bet you are. Oh boy. We. The, um, the current game that I've been playing lately is Big Pharma. Have uh, I was asking Blake about this earlier. Jay, have you heard anything about this? It's been getting a little bit of buzz recently. Nothing <clears> huge, <throat> but it's kind of been making it. It's, it's getting a little bit of attention around the internet. Have, have y'all? Blake, nope. you said you hadn't heard much of it, right? Yeah, I don't. It, the name sounds a little familiar, but I don't know anything about it. Oh my gosh, this is an awesome game. Like, this is the most fun I've had with a with a new game in quite a while. Um, I don't know if it's just like the initial, like I've, I've, I bought it uh, Friday or Saturday and I've probably played it for about 12 hours already so far. And I don't know if it's going to be kind of like Sim City where you get to a point and then it wears off maybe, but I, if like, I haven't gotten close to that yet. You are, you, you're, the premise of the game is you, it's called Big Pharma. You run a pharma, a pharmaceutical company. And it's like a combination, uh, strategy and puzzle game with like some sim elements. So like what you do is you have a factory floor and you have these machines you can build and conveyor belts and all this stuff. 
and uh, you can import like certain kinds of uh, like materials and elements and like medicines and liquids and all this kind of stuff. And you run them if you run like a certain like rock through like a certain sequence of machines, it'll make like a drug that eases like stomach pain or something like that. Or you can take the same like material and run it through a different sequence of stuff and it'll be like birth control or something like that. So what you got to do is you look at the market to see like what's in demand right now and try to find out like what's going to be the most profitable, like compared to, you know, how much you can sell it for, what the demand is, how saturated the market is, how much it costs to buy that material as well as all the machines you need to convert it into whatever medicine you need it for. And at the same time, there's like, you have uh, other companies that you're competing against, like that are also in the marketplace. So if they flood the market with the same thing, then you have to decide whether you're going to go like, uh, like scrap it and get into a different market, or you can like buy other machines that make yours like a little bit better and reduce the side effects of your own stuff so that it's better than your competitor's stuff. And then, like, there's kind of a chain where, like... I'm going cross-eyed just listening to this. <laughs> it is a <laughs> lot more fun than it sounds. It's not as sim-like as it sounds. What you do is... So, like, if you have uh, one thing that you're importing and you want to make a drug out of it, you have, like I said, your your factory floor. And, like, the ma- this is the main thing you're looking at for most of the game. And you say, okay, I want this, uh, like, m- mineral to be coming in on this conveyor belt. And then you build the conveyor belt. And then you say it has, like, three machines that it has to go through. You have to, like, put the machines in the best places to maximize your use of, or, I guess, minimize your use of uh, factory floor space so that you're taking up as little space as possible with it going through the conveyor belt and running through various machines until finally it comes out the end uh, into, like, the last machine that puts it in pill form and then, like, sends it out the door. And then you get money for each pill that goes out the door. And you can, like, you know, if, if you take up too much space with all your shit, then you have to buy additional factory floor space, which costs more. And then at the same time, you can uh, hire researchers to, like, do research on this or that and make things cost less. Or they can open up new, like, tech trees. And you can hire explorers that go out and, like, find new bugs that you can, like, use, like, stuff from bugs to make new drugs and shit like that. Like... It is so much fun. Uh, it's it's very uh, complex, but if you go through the tutorial, which takes about an hour or a little under an hour, then it's actually it's it's really pretty easy to understand. There's just a whole lot going on at once. Uh, I'm just having like I I feel like the the last time I felt this compelled to keep playing a game was FTL, honestly. <laughs> That's a pretty huge praise because I have like definitely 140 or something hours logged on FTL. Damn. So big, I highly recommend Big Pharma. At least go check out like a playthrough of it. They did a uh, twice circled is the developer. They did like a pretty thorough blog series throughout the development of the game. You can see some of the stuff uh, there, and it's really cool because you like they actually sound really the guy who's who does the playthroughs, like, sounds legitimately excited about the game as he's playing through it. Uh, go check out a video or something of it, Big Pharma. It's, it is it is a really fun game. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's all I got. <laughs> Super Mario Maker looks like it's getting good reviews, but it's not oh, out yet. Oh, crap. The other thing I've been playing a bunch lately, uh, I don't think I've talked about this on the podcast at all. I got into Marvel Heroes 2015. Oh, you did. You told us about that last time. Did I? Okay, I couldn't remember how long it was. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm still playing the crap out of it. I am up to uh, 72 hours logged on Steam. So <laughs> Holy shit. 80 or 90 overall. Yeah, you only, yeah. You've only been playing it for like a month, right? Like two, two and a half weeks. <laughs> yeah. Do you play that on stream ever? I'm. I found the time to stream it like twice. I want to get back to it. Okay. I think I'm going to try and stream it maybe every Monday because there's an event that goes on Mondays that I want to definitely do. I don't know how well that's going to work though. We'll see you next Monday. It's definitely something I want to pull into my repertoire though. If people want to tune in and watch that next Monday, how can they do that? Uh, they can find me at twitch.tv slash slackaholicus mm-hmm. on the internet. Mm-hmm. Good time. Um, I try to go live around 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern. Nice. Yeah, thanks. I thought so, too. Nice, nice. Baby, nice. Are you going to be wearing a shirt? Um, unfortunately, yeah. It's probably going to be my shirt, too. <clears throat> It's gonna be what? Probably gonna be my shirt. You know, are you gonna be wearing? Are you gonna be wearing the the uh, Slackaholicus uh, beard skin pre-order? Um, I'll be wearing my skin if that's what you're asking. Ooh, what the fuck? Your beard is what I'm asking. We're done. We're done with that. (laughs) Follow us at Class Gamescast. Send us tons of emails. We didn't get. Any real emails this time, and it makes us sad when we don't get emails. As yeah, we I'm probably going to kill myself, so you guys know. We point. don't even... Hey, it's cool, because you're going to get to go, Oh! Oh my Shit. god, alright. Only be mad at yourself now. Jay's... Blake's right on this one, Jay. You set me up. That's like when my wife like makes fun... Like, gets mad at me, because she like sets me up for a totally awesome perverted joke. And I sit, and I like take the bait and do it, and she's like, I can't believe you just said that. Take I'm the like, bait. You handed that to me. You set it on a plate, drizzled it in salt. Oh my god, stop, 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 stop. <laughs> we don't need to hear that about you and your wife. Yeah, we don't need to hear about you drizzling anybody's sauce. Christ. <laughs> oh, it's a cake better. Yeah, thanks, Robert. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, okay. All All right. Right, I'll take it. You done? All right. I, 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 I'll beat you on this game a thousand times over and you know it. <laughs> I'm fine with that. <laughs> Mail at ClassicGamingPodcast.com. Send us emails. Send us tons of them. Tell all your friends to do it also. Leave us amazing reviews at iTunes. Uh, and I think that's it. Am I leaving anything out? Um, your home address where people can complain at you (laughs) in person about this. I don't have anything funny to say about, to say in response to that. All right, as our outro, can we go, can we do a no, one, three, no, in unison, no. Final Fantasy Tactics death noise? Good night, everyone. One, I'm two, not, three. I'm not doing this. All right, oh! oh! There you go. There it is, in unison. Good night, everybody. Good night. Toodles. I'll see you guys in two weeks.